Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Well, you can tell it's Monday. <laughs> Just because I, I I'm out of the routine, you know. When, when I do the show every day, you kind of get into uh, uh, get into everything, and everything kind of flows smoothly. But Mondays, I'm over prepared. I've had two days, you know, to do other things, and uh, the microphone was still across the desk at you know about 30 seconds before the show started. I'm like, oh, I guess I better move that over. <laughs> anyway, we've got uh, our, our wonderful uh, person uh, Jessica Rivera on the line right now, who's doing some incredible investigative reporting uh, with us. So I don't have a theme just yet, so I'm going to see if I can make up one. I played this last week. And it seemed to work out. I just have to write the script for it. So let's uh, let's see if I can sound like an official news report here. Hang on. It might be a little loud. I might have to turn it down. We'll see. I'll just play with it. Uh, oh, oh, it moved. I hate it when it moves. Okay, there we go. No, that's not right. There it is. And don't move, computer. And now, the Rivera Report. That's planet, the Action Radio Citizen Legislature. Oh, there we go. How's that? <laughs> Come on, Jessica. How's that sound? <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Oh, I had a great time. I've already got the adrenaline going, so and, and I think I'm funny, and that's probably the most dangerous part of the show right there. But uh, yeah, I, I can I, I hear it never... in your voice for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's like it's like a kick in the kick in the pants, you know, when you do this. All of a sudden, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I guess people don't realize unless you've done radio that there's something about when you hear the the, the music going on. And I was pretty calm walking around here this morning, you know, drinking my tea and having all, all kinds of of great, you know, fruits, vegetables, and stuff to get my my day going, um, and lots of protein. And all that, but uh, this just something happens when the show starts. I'm just a radio person, you know. I'm connected, you know. What's the? I'm connected to the universe. This is wild. Anyway, enough about me. How are you? I am well, thank you, thank you. I had a really great weekend, um, but yeah, when you have two days to kind of, I guess for you not necessarily rest, but allow oh, your working. mind to. Exactly. This is the same. When, when, when you two days. <laughs> exactly. For, the, for those of, of the hyperactive ADHD variety, we're never really resting. We're just not thinking as hard. <laughs> it's kind of a relative term. Well, True. Let, let me give you my idea right away, and then we can get started, because you've got a couple of really great topics to talk about, and I want to get to those. Okay. But it suddenly occurred to me that since you're such a uh, – you're like the, the, the only broadcast professional here. Most of the rest of us – I mean, I have a little bit. I've got a year of radio, a year and four months. You know, at a regular radio station, um, but uh, well, not that regular. They had me. That that's, that was a good sign to begin with. But I was just thinking, what would happen if you took uh, some of our bills and actually reported on them as a reporter? You know, not connected to Action Radio anyway. But if you were just a regular, you know, broadcast investigator, and and the story came across your desk, this this uh, you know radio show is is writing citizen legislation. I'd be really curious uh, if you could put on your your you know uh, objective hat and just take a look at some of the bills. Um, and I was thinking about that. That would be incredibly helpful to me, so I can anticipate questions. And so, if you're thinking if that. Uh, intrigues you at all. Um, the only one I would make for, for a suggestion to start with, because I think it's our most critical, is our constitutional amendment uh, to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. 
and it is especially appropriate right now, given what's happened with this uh, return of the continuing resolution, you know, the, the bad penny that never goes away. The, the, you know, it's, oh, they say they don't do it again, but then they do it again. You know, it's like Lucy. You know, we're not kicking the can down the road. We're just pulling the football away. <laughs> and Charlie Brown falls for it every time. Um, we, and you can think about it if you want, but I just think it would be an interesting exercise to see what you come up with. What do you think? Yeah. Yes, I, I think that that would be a great idea. Let's try it. Um, mm-hmm. We can start it next Monday. Yeah, that'd be fine. In fact, you could do one every week or whatever you want to do. To, and sure. I would just suggest that first one. Um, after that, pick your own bills. Pick whatever interests you. And the place you want to go, and this, this goes for everybody, too, who's listening, uh, writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. And the first page is all about how to write bills. It's about us. So that's, that's very uh, – uh, that'll give you a great introduction. Um, all bills have a very simple format. They've got an introduction, you know, why you're writing the bill. Uh, the middle section is the old legislation, the, the, the laws that are currently on the books. And the third section is what we're changing or amending or creating if it's, if it's new law. And that's it. And then you go to legislation, which is the next item on the menu bar. The first place is propose a new law. That's where you actually write your own bills. Second place is citizen bill ideas. That's like our committee hearing. Those are the bills that are in progress. We're working on them, amending them, putting them out for public comment. Um, but the third place, and Jessica, this is where you want to go, is all proposed laws. These are the ones that are, are ready to go. <laughs> These are the ones that, are, that have been you know, shipped out to media and government uh, since they've been written. And that's where you'll find a constitutional amendment um, against borrowing money. Uh, you may even uh, suggest or take a look at, in fact, if you want to do something interesting, this is just another thought too, um, compare it to the current balanced budget amendment because they are very different, very different. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. But anyway, all proposed laws. So you go to writeyourlaws.com and then uh, legislation and then all proposed laws. And any of those are fair game. Feel free. You'll probably get about 50. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only there 50. Go. Yes, no, I, I will go ahead and go to well, that. Been, and we can, yeah. we will definitely um, try it out next week. I think it's great. Okay. Yes, because it's exactly what this, you know, uh, your platform is. So that only makes sense, I think. Yeah. And be brutal. Be, be, you can even pretend to be a liberal reporter and really have fun with this. I mean, just go out. <laughs> okay. I can't believe this. this okay. you know, I mean, just, it's up to you. <laughs> it's really up to you. And we just got Marco checking Absolutely. in from the Netherlands. Good morning, Marco. Or good afternoon, Marco. <laughs> so we got him out there. So we are international uh, already, which is good. So you have two topics. Go for it. What you got? I do. So the first one is the Obama's uh, chef's death, which took place um, in mid-July, July 23rd, exactly. 45-year-old Tafari Campbell, who mm-hmm. was the president's um, personal chef in the White House and when they left the White House, they took him with them, and he was working at their Martha's Vineyard um, home, which I think a lot of people had heard about, but you possibly have forgotten about it because when I was looking for stuff, um, I thought I'd find a plethora, just tons of articles or you know reports on it, and there's uh-huh. really little to be found. I think it was maybe a quick um, story on maybe a couple days later. Um, and I think maybe some publications wrote some, um, some information articles, not, not very in-depth by any means mm-hmm. up until about the middle of August. But the story is that he was a very avid swimmer, 
So mm-hmm. as far as him drowning, that was questionable. I think a lot of people <laughs> wondered how that could be. But are there apparently videotapes, he. Are the videotapes of him swimming? I mean, I think that's that's. Uh, yeah. The, yes. On the, his okay. Social, all right. So this is confirmed. On his social he, media. He, yes. he can swim. Okay. He, yes. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And he looked very. He he looked like a healthy young man. Um, forty-four. So he was forty-four years old, right? He was forty-five. Yeah, forty-five, 45 years old. Okay. And it's yes. It seems as if on Sunday evening of the twenty-third. Him and an unknown female, um, who they believe also worked for the Obamas, went out for a paddleboard. Because I guess that Michelle? is something you. I have to ask uh, Michelle. No, <laughs> oh, come no, on. you know this person has not been dis- this person's identification to this day has still not been disclosed. Uh, but apparently, um, while he was paddleboarding in the evening, which I guess is something to do over there, because the area uh, by the by the home is much more like a pond so it's very very it's not going straight into the ocean by any means so it's a very um calm water and i guess it's mm-hmm. a thing to do over there and you can do it during the day in the evening whichever so they had gone out on sunday evening um somehow mm-hmm. some way um, which warm. we are not it's warm there, yes, and, yes, the, and yes. the days are long because if it's July 23rd, that's only a month after um, the, what's, it, what's it called, the, the summer solstice of June 21st. So it's only a month later. So they would have only lost, um, you know, a, a short amount of daylight. You know, I don't know how much how much is per uh, was it 15 minutes a month or something like that. So yeah, it's still it's still bright. It's hot. Interesting. Yeah, so there was really nothing odd about that situation. Um, right. Unfortunately, he apparently had some sort of an accident while paddleboarding, and he did not come back, or was the, this unidentified female was unable to locate him. So a call was put huh. out. They eventually found him uh, that Monday morning, the 24th, and he was about 100 feet offshore in about eight feet of uh, water. Okay, so then this is when the investigation starts, correct? Um, Mm -hmm. But by mid-August, Massachusetts police had officially by that time ruled it an accident. So, (laughs) you know, everybody figured, okay. It was was closed. Yeah, they didn't hear very much. Nobody really heard much from his family, which he had a wife and um, a a couple kids. Nobody heard really anything about it. They figured, okay, Massachusetts police have now ruled it an accident. Here's the issue, though, one of the issues. So as soon Mm -hmm. as it is sealed as an accident and it's closed, right, Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. supposed to be public record, public information, but the Massachusetts police, to this, to this airing, uh, mm-hmm. up into this airing, is saying that there's still an open investigation. Therefore, oh. there are no public records, which a lot of people – I shouldn't say a lot of people. I should say one specific group in that area, which is known as uh-huh. the First Amendment Coalition, uh-huh. has been pushing for answers. Oh, get them on the show. Open. Oh, bring them on. Bring them on. Yeah. Bring them on the show, please. Absolutely. Make, make them it's your guests. It's closed or it's open. No, no. It, yes. yeah, it's well, either I closed or open. Uh-huh. And as of right now, um, there, there's no public record because there's still mm-hmm. an ongoing investigation. Um, huh. And that's kind of where the story ends mid-August. 
um, they have gotten hmm. this group, this coalition has gotten nowhere with the Massachusetts police. But here is the kicker. It's okay. None of that brought up any questions. <laughs> well, it here's did. I got, I, got, I got half a page of questions already. <laughs> We're just getting started. <laughs> okay, here's the kicker, and then we'll get into all that. So June 13th of 2015, so let's rewind a little bit. Walter okay. Scheib, I don't know if anybody remembered this, because this is probably a blurb, too, in the media. Uh, Walter Scheib was out hiking in Taos, New Mexico. He went missing. And then he was found dead of an apparent drowning on June 21st, 2015. The kicker is, who was this person? Do you have any answers? Any guesses? Uh, it, the, I remember something about a hiker in New Mexico. I don't know how you drown in New Mexico. They don't have any water. <laughs> they don't have any major rivers. There or, are well, some might. waterways. Okay. Well, there I, are they some waterways. Some. I mean, but, just, but I, I can't think yeah. of any. Did he drown in one of those major – I don't think the Colorado runs through there, or does it? No, 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 no. Um, he, but what's interesting is, okay, so mm-hmm. they found his body. He had drowned. Um, right. Who was he? He was the white. He was the ex White House chef for the Clintons. What is it with chefs? Back in the uh, we, we always see the butler did it. Now we're, now we're getting chefs. This yes. So I am. I want to say this first and foremost. I am not saying that these two incidents are connected in any way, shape, or form that I have found. Uh-huh. But that but. is the question. A lot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This this is a little odd, considering. Hmm. So a lot of the questions coming up from people, which are obviously not getting answered. Um, the question is really. Is this a coincidence or do these chefs, I mean, because you figure a chef, right, is going to be, especially for high profile people, they're going to live in the home. They're going to see how this family lives. Mm -hmm. Um, They're privy to conversations um, in what they're doing. (laughs) So so the question is. They know everything. Yeah. Exactly. Did they know too much? Was there something that they saw or heard that they shouldn't have? Or are these two really separate incidents that just seem coincidental, and there were really two accidental drownings. Um, and there that is. So, how, about the, how about the race of the two? Are they same race, different races? You know what? No, I think Scheib uh, was a white gentleman, and okay. yes, Tafari Campbell was a well, black so gentleman. So it's, okay. Well, wait a so now we got a black chef to the to the Obamas. We got a white chef exactly. to the Clintons. Okay, and there's probably nothing there. Yeah. I'm just I'm just just to, just for background. This is fascinating. How old? Do you know how old uh, Walter Scheib was? I think you might have mentioned that already. No, Walter Scheib. I do. You know what? I can find that out for you. I did not look. I did not. Um, I'm figuring he's around the age of Tafari. Um, I don't think he should be much younger, much older. At that point, when you're with that. Hillary, <laughs> has he been seen with Hillary at all? <laughs> well, he Come hasn't on. been seen since 2015. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Um, all right. So, huh? That's right before she lost. Okay. Uh, this is just getting interesting. <laughs> I don't know. This is fascinating. Yes. Um, hmm. I thought I was okay. going to find some like real like answers, and really what it what it has ended up being, which I'll, I'm going to try and keep up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're not done. We're not done with this. <laughs> no, there's no. It, it actually ended up uh, raising a lot more questions. Um, well, that is an answer. And, you know, uh, the, the, probably the most important yeah. thing you found is it's hard to find stuff. 
you know, there's a ton of stuff. I actually found a, a Tea Party article, which I posted a little bit ago. It's got something to uh, drag that with, with, with some more details. But this is really interesting. Um, Chappaquiddick comes to mind. Have mm-hmm. we uh, – oh, <laughs> Pianchi. I'll be blind. I'll Pianchi says Chef was banging Michelle. Uh, so that, that's why I brought Michelle up earlier. So Pianchi, Pianchi's the one that came up. He, he said immediately, as soon as he heard that uh, Barack Obama's chef had died, he said, yeah, he was probably bopping Michelle. And so I just put it out there. But this, have they been seen together in pictures? Are there any? Uh, um, I mean, I yes, know. as a family. Um, but I don't think that there, I have not found any just casual um, pictures. No, um, Tafari was married like i said he I, I believe his wife is also a chef uh nobody really heard much um huh. from her after his death other than we know he was married and i believe he had twin sons and that's about it it really goes for about a month there's a few things from from his death to about mid-august there's right. a few articles um nothing really major obviously and then it kind of dies out. There's nothing kind of after that. Okay. Pianchi then says he served her breakfast in bed. Um, seems to me I remember a picture of, of Tafari Campbell uh-huh. in the middle with Michelle to his right and Barack to his yes. left. Okay. So yes. that, that's just an image that popped in my head. So that's a real picture. Okay. So they, they, they were chummy. They all, you know, this is, this is, this is like the, the White House, you know, barber or, or the, the dog walker or, or the, the whatever. What's the equivalent? Babysitter. Babysitter. Oh, yeah, it's even better. Yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, these people know too much. And we know that Hillary has a long history uh, to have rumored to have uh, removed, shall we say, anybody who was about to testify against her. There was the, uh, you've seen the Clinton death list, right? Guy that suddenly had a barbell yes, dropped on his neck. I have. Uh, and I then, know. of course, Seth. Well, how about Seth Rich? That'd be a good person to follow up with, too. What's, what's the latest on the Seth uh, Rich investigation? The guy was shot in the back three times in a robbery? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on, but here's something interesting. Now this is, uh, on Martha's Vineyard and I've been, well, I don't know if I've been to Matthews. I think I have been once briefly, but I know I went to Nantucket a few times because I, I went to high school and junior high in Lexington, Massachusetts. And so we took trips, you know, to Cape Cod and out to, uh, uh, Nantucket. It's beautiful there, but it's rich. And I, I don't think I, I went to Martha's Vineyard now that I think about it. Anyway, uh, we call it mighty whitey Island around here. I mean, it is the whitest Island. It is unbelievable. It's, it's the richest liberal white people on the planet, or in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, so the Obamas fit in perfectly. <laughs> and they had this, this massive compound right on the waterfront, which sort of defies climate change. But, it's, uh, but what's interesting about that is, isn't Chap Aquatic um, on Martha's Vineyard? I believe so. Not, if it's not on it, it's uh, not too far. But I believe it is. And the Kennedy My compound? me correct. Yeah, so here's yeah. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> It'd be really interesting if the chief of police was one of the original investigators at Chappaquiddick. Just, just curious, <laughs> you know. Um, well, it would be nice to find that out, but not, they're not allowing anything um, to be released. And I think if I, if when I was reading one article of the reasoning that they were mm-hmm. giving to this coalition, the Massachusetts police is because they were still awaiting toxicology reports. Here's the thing. Toxicology reports don't take that long. And if they do take right. long, you st- why would you deem it an accident if you're still waiting for more information to come through? It, yeah, and it if just doesn't make sense. It's not a good excuse. And if you're drunk, how do you stand up on a pedalboard? <laughs> just 
you know, exactly. call me crazy. You know, but uh, well, here's the thing uh, with the, the, the so far unidentified younger woman. Um, do do we know? Is there any information on her? Was she staff? Was she working there? Was she a friend? Yeah. And what was he doing? Okay, so what's what's her? What do you know about her? So, other than her complete identification, we know it's a female around 26 years old and was also staff for the Obamas. How she was a staff member, it's still a mystery. Huh. Was Tafari's family with him on Martha's Vineyard? No information. But huh. the Obamas, I know in the beginning they said that the Obamas were at the home. It is safe to say that from what I can gather, they were not at the home. None of the Obamas were home. Of course um, not. The 911 I'd be surprised call, if they were. The <laughs> Yeah, I'd be really the 911 call was actually made by a Secret Service, um, and yeah, that's about that's about the extent of the information. It's very well. How uh, how did the Secret Service know? Were they watching this guy? Do they watch the staff? This is what I am surmising. I am surmising mm. that Campbell went out with this unidentified woman mm-hmm. for whatever reason to go paddleboarding um, yeah, in the yeah, evening, sure. and. <laughs> To go paddleboarding, and okay. she, he, she obviously could not had maybe possibly lost track of him. Um, maybe saw something happen, and then came back, went to the home, told Secret Service that they needed to call nine one one, and then that's possibly when the search started. Of course, it's difficult to search what? for somebody at night, so they didn't, didn't find have a him cell phone. In the morning. Wait a minute, he went back to the house to call. Didn't he have a cell phone? I mean, are these people in constant the, – the Secret Service guy, aren't they in constant communication with everybody because that's what they do? You know, do I don't know. I don't – exactly. Huh. I don't know if this female went – I'm just surmising this because there's no real clear information. But if huh. this uh, female went back to the home and contacted, you know, off of the – you know, just because it's just right there. So literally she could, you know, run up to the home and – tell the Secret Service, whoever was there, that she couldn't locate him. And possibly that's when the 911 call was made. Um, Mm. I'm not definite about that, but that's what's making sense. And then the search started through the the night up until Monday morning when he was found. Okay, so let's let's, let's, let's play Columbo here for a bit. So he's on a paddleboard. Is she on a paddleboard too? Is she on his paddleboard or a separate paddleboard? We do not know, but we know that they went out together. How many paddleboards were found? <laughs> Maybe she did. I'm figuring. I don't paddleboard, but I'm figuring uh-huh. when people go paddleboarding because I have friends that do it. You right. usually paddleboard on one board. Right. People aren't like double on one. I, I don't normally. I've never seen that. Yeah, you've too easy to fall like off. A child yeah. or. Exactly. Yeah, your balance. One person leans one way, the other leans mm-hmm. the other way. You both fall off, right? So you figure so, both of them have their own paddle boards. So where's her paddle board? Exactly. I don't – who knows? This could be somebody – this could be who they're – this person who's, quote, unquote, unidentified, and they're saying exists. Mm-hmm. Do they exist? Oh, that's an interesting question. So so you're saying that this, this, this young woman with Tafari might not – there might not have been a young woman with him. Exactly. We don't know. I mean, we don't know because uh, it's okay. unidentified. There's no pictures. She. She's never been no. identified in pictures. Okay, so we don't know. What's, no. what's, do you know what her staff position 
in, in the Obama nope. compound is? Okay, so we don't so nope. we don't know what she does. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no. we, we don't know who she is. We don't know what she does. We think she's a staff a ghost member. of some sort. Uh, okay. Maybe she works for the mafia. I mean, who knows, right? The Secret Service. We, you, yeah. you would think they would know. I mean, they're yeah. supposed to protect these people. I, now, do, do staff get Secret Service protection? I don't believe staff get Secret Service protection. I think the Secret Service was probably just at the home because that's where they are probably assigned, whether the Obamas are there or not. Probably still some that are left back to protect the home, correct, in right. case Because they're vulnerable um, there's to any attack or, or also bribery, extortion, blackmail, all kinds of things they would be subject to. Sure. So they'd sure. have some kind of protection also. Okay. Well, let's go, let's go back to the pedal board. Let's go back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to think how a, health, a healthy 45-year-old man who is known to swim because we've seen it on videotape could drown in eight feet of water. Now, the question is... Yes. Why didn't he just grab his paddleboard and hang on? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I will play the devil's advocate and say that I am very open to the idea. Accidents happen all the time. Possibly uh-huh. there was drinking involved. Possibly other I don't know because nobody knows except the police. Right. Um because not they will not allow, <laughs> no, they're yeah. not allowing any of the public records to be public, which they should right. be if it's already hmm. deemed an accident and official. Um, How about the 911 call? Nothing, uh, usually so the 911 call, call gets released. Yeah. And so the 911 call, it, they say it's the call, but really where it starts, police officer or whoever, uh, I believe it's the 911 dispatcher possibly, getting the call. You don't really hear anybody saying anything other than possibly the police dispatcher relaying the information to police about, oh, we think it's about a 40-year-old male, um, I I forget the words that they use, but basically it's a very general, it's not like you don't hear much from whoever did make the call um, Mm -hmm. or anything of that nature. So they say African-American male? I don't believe. I think they just say male. Hmm. Around 40 years old. So where are all the liberal groups? <laughs> this is surprisingly quiet about this. The, I mean, mm-hmm. Black Lives well, Matter hasn't made a comment. Uh, you know, no, no liberal black member of Congress has said anything. Uh, not even conservative ones. I mean, some, this is the, nobody's commenting on this. I mean, everybody, there's like this blackout. Nobody's saying a word. It is. Aren't they curious? It is. Mm. But as far I'm as curious. the accident, what I was saying... What, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I, I get must have No, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I get very sidetracked also. Oh, um, I can be very open to the fact or to the possibility that mm-hmm. if somebody's drinking or has a little too much of whatever, um, possibly falls off, hits their head, um, mm-hmm. is, you know, unconscious, things of that nature, I can completely... I, I'm very open to that. But there's no, there's nothing there that they're even insinuating, or that they've allowed for people to um, see. So really, the police or whoever is in charge of these records at this point, it should be the Massachusetts police. It's possibly not. Um, they they really don't care if there's questions or not. They're just not gonna 
allow the information to be made public, and that probably won't be for who knows how long. No, they're using the Chappaquiddick model. You know, they, they, yeah. they perfected hiding information when Ted Kennedy went off the bridge with Mary John Kopechny. Uh And mm-hmm. uh, they, it's, I, I, this is what I'm saying. If you can find pictures, you know, of Chappaquiddick and just like pictures of the investigating officers in newspaper clipping things or photographs of newspaper uh, articles at the time and see if you'd see a name you know, in that article and okay. then see if, uh, you know, and then, and then I would look at the, the current, you know, they usually have, and, and here's this year's, you know, Martha's Vineyard Police Force and they'll do something or somebody gets an award, mm-hmm. you know, present at the award ceremony of so-and-so is the following officers and just see if any of them are in common. <laughs> just, you know, cause Chappaquiddick okay. was, was seventies. Yes. Okay, so we're talking seventies and this yes. is, this is 50 years later. So yes. it's so probably I'm, I'm highly doubting. Yeah, no, the, I'm the senior doubting, people still be there. But I, no. but a yes, younger. I'm highly doubting, but I also will. Yeah. Uh, on what on that note, I but would say that if it was maybe a little less time in between, it's a possibility uh-huh. because I I believe it's highly, highly impossible that um, the police force out there has a high turnover with the public figures that they have to. Um, deal with. So I highly doubt that there's just a huge turnover. I'm pretty sure it's pretty a stable group that is at that point. Well, also it might be kids or grandkids of those officers, you know, who are there Mm -hmm. at Chappaquiddick. This might be a family tradition. (laughs) We'll have to look into it. (laughs) This is fun. You know, and we've got, uh, you know, former staff of the Obamas. Uh, Let me see who else would be good. Be good to look at people that, you know, have guarded the Kennedys. Anybody? I'm just looking for common people, people that kind of show up. And I don't know how you do that. There's got to be a a search engine, you know, something that allows you, because they have like nexus speech things and all that kind of stuff. But there has to be a way to search. Um, police people tracing. I don't know. I mean, this is this, this that's your department, not mine. Uh, but this is fascinating. Uh, another thing um, that's thrown in the mix too. Pianki has reminded us of this. The chef's mother is furious. <laughs> she wants to know what's going on. Can you get her on the show? <laughs> wouldn't, she be, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm serious. And rightfully so. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. whoever, which it, they're saying that it's kind of questionable or it's kind of odd that the wife hasn't come out publicly and kind of questioned anything. Um, but yes, I did. But mom see, doesn't care. Mama bear doesn't care. Mama bear is out there for, exactly. for blood. Mama bear wants to know what's but going on. But of course, on, that's so going to be, that's going to be considered, oh, it's conspiracy theory. There's no one really questioning. What, not on this show? Um, we, we call those ongoing yeah. investigations, Jessica. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We don't talk about conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because we actually had, um, do you remember when Ashley Babbitt was murdered on uh, January 6th? Mm-hmm. We, yeah. uh, Josie met her mother at one of these Republican um, complaining festivals. And this is what I call them. Uh, and she actually came on the show. So Mickey Witoff, I think is her name, was on the show. You can look it up. So you just do any any broadcast uh, um, shows to, or just through the main site. Go to the top. There's a little search window in the middle. Just put Action Radio, comma, uh, Mickey Wittoft or, or Ashley Babbitt's mom or something like that. Uh, that show should show, or I can probably find it for you. But we've had, we've, we've had exactly those folks on the show. So it would not be a stretch for us to have Tafari Campbell's mom on the show. I can definitely um, see what I can Dig up yeah. and see if I, yeah. there's any sort of uh, information 
of fun. getting in contact with her. <laughs> nothing. I, I'm not I trying definitely. to find these dead, but I mean, just but the intrigue of this all just, just I love this stuff. I mean, it, it, you know, why do people watch murder mysteries on TV? And now we got a real one, and no one's talking about it. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Okay. First Amendment Coalition. What do you know about them? How long have they been around? <clears throat> so they're a local group there. I don't mm-hmm. know much about them other than they're the only group. Um, they know the area very well. That's their mm-hmm. um, that's their uh, kind of stomping grounds. And, okay. Um, I believe they've been around for quite a while. And so if anybody wants answers, it's going to be them. Um, mm-hmm. They don't seem... It, they don't seem like they're going to give up easily, so I'm going to keep up on kind of what what they're being told. But as of right now, they've just had a complete shutdown from the police over there in Massachusetts, who basically just told them, you know, it's not for public record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, and I haven't seen them on the news anywhere. No one else is interviewing them. I didn't know who they were until you told me. Yes. Yeah, so, you I know, didn't know I'm, that there I'm, was a group I'm, either. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, look at all these wonderful things you're finding out. I'm usually, in fact, I'm, I'm positively more intrigued by things that are not in the news than things that are. Because the most interesting to me are sure. the things that are not in the news, and then I wonder why. So let's find out about them. Let's see if we can get them on. Okay. The, other thing I was, the other thing I was thinking of, uh, this whole idea of ongoing investigations. Uh, they use it in Washington as a weapon. And if I was a member of Congress... And one of the, 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 the twiddlies, the apparatchiks, the, the bureaucratic uh, minions of the deep state, said, mm-hmm. well, I can't comment. They'd say, I can't comment on that. That's an ongoing investigation. I said, well, we're con- mm-hmm. if I was a member of Congress, if I was Matt Gates, right, if I was sitting in the hearing, I'd say, well, we're conducting an ongoing investigation right now, and you have to tell us. That's not an option. You know, I said, this is what uh, Congress does. This is a function of Congress to conduct investigations. And how do we know your ongoing investigation is going properly if you don't tell us what's going on? So where did this idea come from? Um, the, it, it, this has been around for, I don't know, a few decades now, that as soon as it's like the get out of jail free card only for bureaucrats. It's, it's, I don't have to say any more if I say pleading ongoing investigation. Yeah, that's it's a really like good way to put the it. the fifth, you know? Yeah, it's like I'm not going to answer your question because I don't care, and you can't make me. Nah, nah, nah. Do you know where this came True. from, where it started, or do you know the origins of the, that's an ongoing investigation, I can't comment on it? You know, I think a lot of these terms um, that, are event- that wind up being used quite often mm-hmm. to kind of pass the buck or to change the subject, like you're saying, an ongoing investigation, it's kind of something that it's just a mechanism that they've kind of relied on. And because the media and people, you know, their colleagues or the opposition accept, ex, accepts it and doesn't do any pushback or have any pushback, um, it's just kind of taken on a life of its own. Hmm. Do you know any case where anybody in Congress has done that and said, I don't care if it's an ongoing investigation. We need to know now to make sure that what you're doing, what, you're, what is sure. ongoing is, is, is right. Sure, you will. Like, you will have the Matt Gates or, you know, the Rand Pauls, you know, push back. But are they, do you really ever see them get the answers or an answer other than some blanket, very, you know, vanilla response. No. No. I mean, that's why we're, we are where we are. 
Yeah. That's we well, are what, what, action, what action do you think they should take? What, what, what would be some good ideas they could do? So I think when it comes to things, uh, for instance, the ongoing investigation, sure, there's an, okay, well, it, with this investigation here, um, mm-hmm. with Tafari Campbell's death, and I believe the coalition has already stated this, okay, you can't rule something an official accident or have a ruling on something and still have, and still saying it's an ongoing, it's one or the other. Okay. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't eat it too. <laughs> this, is the, yes. this is the cake and eat it too defense. Well, it's an, it's an ongoing investigation, but uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we can't comment it. But and I think we've also already, they've we've already pushed concluded. back. <laughs> exactly, and they've also pushed back with the fact that we understand dealing with you know who who's involved, the Obamas, you know, former right. a former president. We understand that. Oh, that just whatever the report with did. Trump. <laughs> no, but what we would. I think the coalition has even said we're okay looking at records, public records uh-huh. that are naturally going to have redactions, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, but even that has not been well received or has been allowed. So, yeah, and, uh, um, and homicide doesn't come under executive privilege. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a standard operation of no, the president. So you, you can't claim that. It doesn't. You know, it's not a it document thing. Yeah. We, we lost a person. We didn't lose a, a document. <laughs> you know, we didn't, we're not, you know, this is, this is so wild. Um, but I was thinking back to the investigations in Congress. Uh, do you know of any reason why they, they don't move to hold these witnesses in contempt of Congress when they say it's an ongoing investigation? Uh, I mean, that's, that was one of the things I thought they could do or, or take some other action or cut their budget or anything else you can think of. They just don't take any action. Exactly. And okay. I think that's a huge question. Um, okay. Why? What's, what's happening behind closed doors? What's happening when the public isn't seeing, you know, the, the media or the, you know, the public? I kind of want to say that a lot of these uh, trials or, you know, whatever the situation is that we see from Congress on TV. Right. It's almost just a patronizing um, to the media, or sorry, to the American public, for people mm-hmm. who are interested, to kind of show that something is happening. Most people don't understand what is happening. They're not doing exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I can't uh. imagine if somebody said, "I'm going to hold them in contempt." I can't imagine Congress actually abiding by such a, even though it should be correct, because that's yeah. how it should. There's a whole pol- There's a whole policy and procedure. Um, I just don't, they just, they're not, it's not used. I don't know why. They, they, they impeached Trump on a voice vote with no hearings, no investigation, sure. no actual charges, no evidence. They just said, who wants to impeach Trump? And all Democrats said, we do. Okay. And they took a vote. Yeah. <laughs> and it is definitely a one-sided deal. Oh, but the Republicans, there's a reason I call them the gelding old party. Because they don't do anything. You know, they're, they're well, and, like you know, I just had yeah. this conversation. Yes, and I just had this conversation actually over the weekend um, with a couple friends, uh-huh. and I said, right or wrong, I'm going to give uh, give you know credit where credit is due when it comes to the Democrats. Right or wrong, and they could have possibly some infighting going on, but it is very little and very short lived. 
because whatever they do, they stick together. The Republican Party, they will infight, they will split. It's like a house divided upon itself. Right there on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, good Lord, we need to get it together, you know? Well, I mean, that raises an interesting question, speaking of getting it together. Mm-hmm. So my Congressman Matt Gates is allegedly, mm-hmm. hasn't done it yet, putting mm-hmm. forward a motion to have Kevin McDeepstate, as we call him around here, yes. uh, vacate <laughs> the speakership. Yeah, I think that's a good title. Yes. It's hard to say, though, Kevin McDeepstate. But even knows what I'm it's going to be a difficult process. Uh-huh. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. I would like to think because Gates involved, um, and he's a mover and a shaker, shall I say, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He will, and he's very. His voice is very loud. I believe it probably will move a little bit. I highly doubt it'll be achieved, but that's just me. I took that relying you're the one on talking to, so yeah, you can't speak for anybody else. So yeah, yeah that, but like uh, I said, personal opinions. Yeah, personal opinion is perfectly valid here. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely huh. think um, okay. Matt will keep it alive as much as possible. Um, Gates will, but uh, I can't imagine them getting that that united in the Republican Party to yeah. actually get that achieved. Yeah, there's so many weenies. <laughs> the, 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 it's, it's a huge problem, you know. But yeah. I remember when uh, when Matt Gates used to be on my show every week, um, and mm-hmm. we talked about things. He was a doer then. I mean, he was active, uh, and then he became a star and started wearing hair gel, and we haven't heard from him mm-hmm. since. And he became a talker. I mean, he sounds great in the hearings, but I don't think he's put forward any bill to cut any major departments. I'm talking about, I'm like huge departments. I don't think he's done anything to, uh, you know, cite the uh, the DOJ, uh, especially Garland, for contempt of Congress or, or move to impeach them with an official motion. I mean, they talk about it, but they don't actually do it. Uh, they can talk about contempt of Congress charges, but they don't do it. The last thing I remember Matt Gates doing, and this is the, the week I was fired, actually. We wrote a bill on the air on that was making history. It was the first bill we'd actually written on the air, mandating the citizenship question on the census so that as the census takers went out, they had to ask if the people they were interviewing were American citizens. And took it to Matt Gates. Uh, he reported favorably about it just a few days later. So we wrote the bill on a Thursday, uh, got it on our website on a Friday, got it to him that Saturday morning. And by that Tuesday, he'd reported back favorably that he was taking it to Washington and this is a great bill. That's the old Matt Gates. <laughs> That's how fast we worked. Took it to the Trump White House, took it to Congress, House Freedom uh, Caucus. Uh, Trump decided he wanted to do regulations instead, uh, went to the Supreme Court, and they overruled it. But he took that bill right to Congress. So we wrote it and got it into Congress in five days. That's the old Matt Gates. The new Matt Gates hmm. doesn't come on the show. Okay? And now he just talks. So now he's become like everybody else. He got seduced by the dark side. And he doesn't do what he used to do when he first got there. I can, I can play the show for you. I can play it for you right now. I've still got it on my, my audio I know, for I about 12 minutes. I completely believe it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my question yeah. to you is, have uh-huh. you ever reached out to MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene? I actually met her. With any of your... Briefly. Yep, she was at a campaign you... thing with uh, Matt Gates. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've mm-hmm. called the office several times. I've emailed. Um, but unless you're mm-hmm. a constituent, um, the hardest thing to do is to get a hold of a member of Congress sure. if you're not a constituent. Uh, now, senators are different because they're statewide. But, so Rick Scott might be able to be reached. I've heard uh, – I know people that know mm-hmm. him, uh, but that hasn't happened yet. But as far as MTG, no, I have not. Uh, but you can. That is true. Yes. <laughs> you know, feel free. Yes. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't even get a hold of Matt Gates now, and I've been to his office. Uh, I know his staff. 
Um, I've emailed him and, and staff I know in Washington because um, we've been working together for years and uh, nothing. It's just the, you know, we have all these ideas. Um, everything from like, say, I mean, he's had our vaccine product liability bill for over two years because I wrote it over two years ago. He's had our big mm-hmm. tech censorship bill over two years. That one's over two years old. Both of these bills would, would give us parallel freedom and, and contain two industries that uh, need to have their liability brought back. And I'm not talking about massive regulations or a budget or new departments or hiring people. Most of our bills, you'll notice, don't cost anything. They don't have a budget in them because you don't need it. Once you open them up to liability, the national trial lawyers will, will provide all the enforcement that we need <laughs> you know, for billion-dollar settlements. But he hasn't, he hasn't mentioned one of those. And yet he took the mandatory citizenship question on the census to Congress and the president back in 2018. So what happened to Matt Gates? I think that's the question for every politician that starts off and mm-hmm. eventually gets big in, whether it's, you know, in Congress at all. What mm-hmm. What is it that when they get to Washington, D.C.? My opinion is that they they're in the pocket, you know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. being backed by, it's, it's, it comes down to money. It comes down to okay. power. Obviously we know that. Well, he's got, um, he's got his seat. His seat's not in danger. People try to run against him. The Democrats is laughable and Republicans were, were hopeless. The ones that ran against him. So he doesn't have to worry about his seat. He doesn't have to worry about being representing the first congressional district of Florida. He's got that. But does he? Because, in this next thing, which the next story, if we can get to it at some point, if we don't, we can definitely talk about it on Monday. But um, AOC is a prime example of somebody taking their seat for granted. That's how she got in. Oh, okay. So you the know? person ahead of, yeah, the one who was there took it for granted. Yeah, yeah it was supposed to Good be point. a safe seat. She was kind of mm-hmm. a joke looked at, and she ended up staying in the race. And- she's really intelligent. I think she's she's got this, this you know, bluff image. She's trying to fool people, but I've watched her in hearings. Uh, you know, you, you look into her eyes. There's, there's a brain back there. There's somebody who's highly, highly intelligent. Yes, she may have been a bartender. Yes, all these other things. But she was selected well, for yeah, a reason. That's- so yeah. I don't don't uh, underestimate AOC for a second. I'm trying to get her on the show uh, because mm-hmm. our, our progressive reporter, Bianca Von Krieg, I think they're either friends or they're in contact. I'd love to have AOC on the show, but I'm not going to underestimate her for a second. Not at anyway, all. I don't think any of the Democrats yeah. should be underestimated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's that's very to be true, honest, too. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had another topic. Uh, did you want to get to that while we have yeah. time? I think we've uh, covered sure. uh, the chef. There's, there's, that that story is not going away. That one will be back. Yes, yeah. Yes. So and this one's a, a much, yeah, and this one's not much of a, I mean, there is definitely some questioning, but it's why candidates stay in the race mm-hmm. when they're really a long shot or what can also be known as paper candidates, right? Paper so candidates. That's, according, I, I haven't is, heard that term. Explain that. It makes sense. I, I'm, okay, so a paper that, candidate is basically, yeah, a paper candidate is just basically somebody who will have their name on the ballot, whether oh. they have enough. Um, why? And they're kind of just thrown in the – they're either put in there by a group to throw off the main candidate or they put themselves in for a number of reasons, the top three of those being – and this is according to Dr. Bose over at Hofstra University – obviously bring attention to their specific platform. Um, that could be climate change. That could be border security. Whatever the situation is, they want to bring more attention to whatever it is that they 
are passionate about. Um, another reason is steering policy agenda, and that's by putting pressure on the more established candidates in the race and forcing them to answer where they stand on topics that that candidate is possibly steering away from or really doesn't want to touch on. Kind of and that's a good reason, actually. Sit on the fence. I, I, I've yeah, seen candidates. I remember Pat I mean, Buchanan was famous for it. that. Yeah, Pat Buchanan had, mm -hmm. knew he was never going to be president, but he moved the, the entire debate uh, to the conservative side, much more so than it would have been otherwise. Yeah, and the so number two, the, yes, and then right. the third one is because sometimes, um, oddly, like AOC, they do end up winning against all odds. So those are the top three um, that were kind of researched and studied. There's other Where'd reasons, obviously. Where'd you find that? Um, an sense. article. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm, okay. An article, article? and um, oh, okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I was looking in it because, I mean, people have their own opinions. This was the one that was like, okay, let me find three that have been studied and researched, and then we can go into other reasons. So some other reasons are obviously notoriety, popularity, public image. Um, according to a recent Al Jazeera report, um, big personalities that come along with big accounts, um, they're not really having to worry about campaign money necessarily. They kind of just want to, you know, they're – Possibly narcissists, or ego, yes, the the attention. Ego, yeah, okay. <laughs> and they don't yeah. need the money; they can back themselves. Right. Um, obviously, yeah. we know serial can uh, serial primary oh. candidates. <sighs> there was one in California. They're always going to um, be in it. Steyer, Ed Steyer, but he's Steyer. He funded mm -hmm. a a bill to create uh, to split California into six different states. One of them was San Francisco mm -hmm. and Silicon Valley. They're the richest, mm -hmm. you know, enclave on the planet. Yeah. And then he put all the poor people in the middle, you know, Devin Nunez's district, like Fresno. You know, he put all the, yeah. the, 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 uh, the people that have been cut off from water. Uh, and then it was, the, they had like the, the L.A. state. I actually had an article I'll send you. I split it into three states, um, north, central, and south, which I thought would have been kind of interesting. That's what I agree with. Oh, okay, good. So I'll send you the article. It's, it's on Canada Free Press. Now, do you write? Do you have articles that we can look at? I do. You know, that's one thing that I didn't really – I mean, I can do it. It's just not necessarily something I really got into. Um, I mean, I so Substack. I guess to answer your question, start, start no. Start a Substack <laughs> column. Yeah, but I'll post them. But we have a writer's page too. But start a Substack column. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm getting some of my older articles from Canada Free Press and some other places. I'm writing new ones. I'll take a look um, at but, it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I have a new bill I'm considering the uh, the Citizenship Correction Act. Um, which is going to uh, take all the illegals that uh, were were born here to parents who are not legally were not American citizens mm -hmm. at the time and had this had the citizenship corrected. Um, and I uh, had Christina Bob said, you can't do that. I'm like, sure you can. If you're, if you're given something that we're you're never supposed to be given, uh, we're not taking away anything. We're correcting it. And she says, no, those people won't have a country. And I said, well, we can give them a permanent uh, resident status without citizenship. And she didn't like that idea. I do like that idea. So that, that might be something, you know, that's that, uh, a future commentary. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. I would say this. I would agree with Bob on that, only because obviously she's a lawyer. But also, you can't leave oh, somebody. That doesn't. I mean, yes, you can. <laughs> figuratively, like speaking, you can. But right. how fair is that? Correct, because obviously they were able to get away with it. Well, how um, fair is it to Americans uh, when you have mm -hmm. you know chain migration of several no, no, generations no, no, no. of people? You know, uh, yes. so that that would be my counter argument. Yeah. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. And I, yeah, completely. I think there's arguments on both sides. But yes, mm -hmm. I definitely see her 
side of it as far as you oh, can see somebody nationless. Yeah. yeah. And I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. No, I didn't and say so they wouldn't be nationless. Serial... No, no. They get their parents' citizenship. Oh. So then the question is, can we, can we only go back one their... generation? Right. So in other words, sure. can we go back one generation? And then all, all those other folks that came in with that uh, mistakenly given um, American citizenship, but, but... we're going to have to change mm-hmm. their status too. To that but of. Americans, okay, so we could do, let's just say that was to pass, and we could do that on our end. Those mm-hmm. countries don't have to accept them as, because they weren't born technically on their ground. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a good point. You know what I mean? You might have a problem yeah. doing the return, should I say. Yeah. So then the question um, is, how do we discourage? No, they could, uh, well, another, yeah, this, this is a mess. I mean, this one is a total mess. <laughs> There's no easy is. way out of this one. Um, yeah, worth, and then you get exploring. into like humanitarian laws. Mm, but those don't apply. You know, we, then you're kind of creating refugees. Law. Sure, 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 sure. No, I see it on both sides. Right, but we can't reward people for coming here. How about the birth tourists, you know, the folks from China and Russia that fly in, give birth, and go home? And then they bring in five yeah, generations birth of families. Tourism. So mm-hmm. birth tourism. So we have to have a way to discourage, have to have a way to, to put a penalty on that so that it never happens sure. anymore. And the best way I'm thinking now, of doing it is correcting the citizenship. With. Okay. So you have to do it immediately. But you have to, we have to go back at least, I don't know, at least one generation. You know, that would be Kamala yeah. Harris, for example, who was born to illegal alien parents. They, they weren't in the country legally when she was born here. Mm-hmm. There's no way. That, and look what happened. Then she ends up uh, being a fraud vice president, vice president from a coup. Yeah. Okay. So you've got somebody whose parents weren't legally in the country. They, she mm-hmm. was given citizenship illegally. Right. And now she's in the vice president's illegally because she, she got there by a coup. Sure. She's one of the luckiest people on the planet. But, but this is what happens when you don't correct the citizenship. Now, I was thinking that there should be a way for these folks once they have uh, had their citizenship corrected to either their previous country or no status. They should be able to apply as immigrants. And if they're judged to be decent people, you know, OK, mm-hmm. if not, then they're going to be permanent, uh, permanent residents. But it ends. They can't bring in more True. people. They can't have more yeah. Americans. So we need, to, we need to have a status. We need to come up with a new status. Oh, this would be a great bill mm-hmm. for you to help me write. <laughs> this would be fun. But we need a new status for people that are having their citizenship correct because they were never supposed to be Americans mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, the change we can uh, that will allow them to stay here if this is the only country they've ever lived in. But they can't, you know, they, they'd have to apply to be American citizens like anybody else and stand in line. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a penalty. The, so we're not going to take them away from the country, but we're going to, they're going to have to have a penalty, even though it's no fault of their own. Uh, they, still have to, they should still apply to be citizens, and then we can judge accordingly. What do you think? Sure. I'd have to look more into it. Yeah, oh yeah I have yeah. to also. But I'm, I mean, I'm the just, idea just formulating of it the idea and allowing... Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. The idea of it, I support in the sense of I don't think that people should be um, rewarded for doing bad things, correct? Mm-hmm. Or right. breaking laws. Mm-hmm. How we go about that in retro, retroactively, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be kind of how I it's would have mess. to. Because it gets into ex post facto and things yeah. like that. But yeah, in other, that's why but you just I, need to nip it in the bud. Right. And, but I would use the same principle that if you, if you go to your bank ATM mm-hmm. and ask for $20 and it, it gives you 2000 you know, you don't get to keep the extra money. Because you only asked for 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Bank made, you know, the yeah. machine made a mistake. You've got to return the money, right? Well, in the same way, I if you're given it. citizenship that mm-hmm. never should have been given, because it's not the law, it's not in the, the Constitution, the 14th Amendment specifically prohibits people from, you know, because the, the 14th, you know, citizenship, 
you know, it says that uh, you're born, you know, naturalized Americans, you know, that uh, it says that, you know, you have to be subject to our jurisdiction, which means you can't be subject to another country. And that, that it's yeah. a citizenship jurisdictions, so the 14th Amendment prohibits sure. birthright citizenship. So it's always been pro- it's been sure. prohibited since the, since the end of the Civil War. That's where it gets interesting. All right. I want to get back real quick yes. to the to the to the goobers. Uh, and that's what okay. that's short so for, really for quickly, globalist. Because I just have a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, know. I just yeah, have a couple more things and then I could wrap it up. Um, okay. But ultimately, um, when I kind of looked at everything and kind of made obviously my own determination when it comes to the current presidential elections and candidates, mm-hmm. obviously we know some are looking to have a chance at a cabinet position for whoever ends up winning uh, the mm-hmm. presidency. I believe most of them, though, are hoping Trump is out at some point eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of like bump up and split those votes. Some are testing the waters for future runs. They know that mm-hmm. they don't have a chance and you know what, but they're mm-hmm. going to see how, you know, how popular does, do, do people like them? Um, Nobody. <laughs> is that popular at all? <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. And, and then the last two is like, you know, we, we obviously know of some of them getting media careers, public careers that actually end up paying off. Mm-hmm. And lastly, but not least, which I think is possibly one of the bigger points, campaigns are business. Yes, they take mm-hmm. a lot of money to run, but ultimately they are—they can be big money makers that you can employ family, friends. So. Oh, okay. Kind of oh, yeah, the Biden wealth. family, classic one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Who's who's funding these people? Are they all different sources? Is it the Republican you know, Party doing it? Where's the money coming from for all these different people to run? Very interesting. Um, obviously, we know PACs. There are some right. PACs that are um, behind some of the bigger ones. Is there like um, a holding company them, PAC? Yeah. <laughs> is there like one PAC that has like six <laughs> other PACs and, they, and you don't hear about the main one? You know, I mean, how does, is it like PAC money laundering? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm curious. There, believe me, I don't doubt that there's a possibility of that happening. Um, Uh So PACs, obviously, um, you know, appealing to certain donors who are kind of on the fence since the previous candidates, um, the Never Trumpers. (laughs) Global PAC. (laughs) There definitely is. Um, And then some of them have their own money because they've been in, they're either well-established in what they've done. Um, Mm -hmm. For for instance, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, oh, he, I mean, I'm, you know, right him, right? You, you, did you hear the shows we did on him? I don't trust him yes, for a second. Yes, He's yes, a total yes. fraud. Oh my God. Hey, go yes. ahead. I'm sorry. But I yeah. mean, he does come <laughs> from, you know what I mean? He doesn't, I, the money part of it isn't as, um, I mean, it's always important, but maybe not as important to him as maybe, you know, that's right. He candidate. has his own money. Yeah. You pointed out to me or off the air that he has his own. Well, I was wondering where from, his money yeah, came from. He, he, right. Exactly. Um, and then. Yeah, so PACs, donors. Um, I'm just curious if they're commonalities. You know, it's like Chappaquiddick, you know, police descendants that are that are still there on, on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. With the Kennedys, yeah. And the Obamas, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if he's going to pick up a Boston accent, yeah. Obama come out talking like this. But I just, you know, yeah. it just it seems strange to me that all these people are running. The one that I think is the most interesting, and he's advertising too much on One American News, Doug Burnham, the uh, governor of North Dakota. Yes. He had some controversial things to say at the last debate. Either you pointed this out to me or I heard it from somewhere. We've got about a minute left. Um, okay. Do you remember what he said or what his stand was? I do not. It wasn't me. Yes. Okay. I think it was uh, 
either a Ukraine thing or, or a climate change or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay, we should probably pick this up next week because I'm curious who these individuals are, why they're running, you know, who's funding them, why they think they can do this. And, and you're right, absolutely right, because Christina Bob confirmed what you just said, that they're secretly, some of them are secretly hoping that Trump gets indicted so they can run. That's oh, pretty scummy. Oh, I think scummy. the majority, Nikki Haley, oh, really? um, Chris Christie, uh-huh. you know. What does that say Pence. about their character in the last 30 seconds? I told you. I think there are some snakes. Okay. Good yeah. points. All right. Okay. Well, Jonathan's not here All yet, right. but if you have to go, I understand because it is the top of the hour. Jessica, this has been fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for another amazing hour. I really appreciate it. Yes. And so I will get on, um, like we talked on the top of the hour, the proposed uh-huh. laws. I'll take a look at those and mm-hmm. we can hit that up next week. Yeah. Play a report. In fact, you need to interview me. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> Whatever you want to do, okay. just, just have fun. But uh, I think the Constitutional okay. Amendment, because that is so controversial and would profoundly affect everybody uh, in terms of wealth creation for, for – uh, here I'm lobbying you uh, – for, for you know, regular citizens and a total mm-hmm. destruction of the Fed uh, and, the, and the, sure. the, the, the elimination of inflation so we wouldn't be transferring our money. Uh, the, they wouldn't be stealing our money uh, at 2%, 3%, 5%, 9% a year. Anyway, have a great week. I'll All right. You Monday. too. Thanks yeah. so much. Okay. Thank you, Talk to you later. Right. Thanks, All right, guys. Bye. Now. Bye. And that's Jessica Rivera, who does the Rivera Report Monday mornings. I think it's a great way to kick it off because uh, she's wonderful to talk to. And just to be able to go right to uh, these topics and, and just leap right into Monday without me you know, ranting for an hour, uh, I think it's much more fun. Let me get the contact information, and I'll be right back. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. What is the law? Are we under the rule of law? Does that mean those who make the laws rule us? Aren't we under the consent of we the people, where we write the laws we consent to be governed by and rule the government? Who is the law? Is it the Supreme Court, the President, the Congress, the states? Can you take the law into your own hands? Is there any time the law isn't in your own hands? In a country under a coup d'etat and a stolen government, There is no law, but there are a whole bunch of things being done in the name of law. And now, with this state of confusion and contradiction, let's try to find a way out together by using the law. Because if our government of the people, by the people, and for the people means anything, it means we the people are the law. And now, to try and make some sense of all this, and use the law as it was meant to be used, to find our way back to freedom, it's time now 
for The Legal Report with Jonathan Mosley. Yeah, I think I had it a little bit loud, so I had to knock it back, you know, with all the other ones. But I'll check on the podcast and make sure it's all nice and balanced. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you doing? Good morning. Uh, can you hear me clearly? Oh, yeah. Actually, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, we just okay, had a, good, because last yeah. uh-huh. when, I, when I looked at the uh, – when I listened to the recording from last week, it, it started out uh, with a bad connection somehow. So I want to make sure – um, well, it does. So, yeah, uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's just technical difficulties. We get those all the time. You know, sometimes I, if I get too many websites at the bottom of my computer, it, it starts to scratch the signal a bit. So yeah, there's always a little, right. little so but, uh, yep. What part technical of the building I have to stand in? <laughs> well, you know what you should do? I mean, you're on the air every week and you've been on for years. You know, you might want to consider getting a, a Yeti blue mic and a little headset uh, and just doing it like I do right on, uh, through the internet. I'm not sure. I just haven't figured out how to do that. Um, but um, well, they they plug in. There's yeah, nothing to figure. There's the beauty of them. The headset plugs into the mic. The mic plugs into the computer. They all have USB ports. Oh, yeah. It's the easiest the thing in the world. That. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's that easy. And then you can do your own show. And now um, the legal world with Jonathan Mosley. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They. Uh, um. So anyway. You know, I'm mm-hmm. looking here. I'm looking for a date on. Um, this is the wrong show for that. Can't you can't stand need, it uh, when they don't. On, you, on the, you need Zeusk or whatever. No, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean a date on the article. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were like, I'm looking for, tell me next that you, you, know, you like sunsets and walks on the beach. And I was going to refer you to well, uh, Dorothy. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, oh, I, I need to take a lot of long walks on the, and, and lose some weight on the beach. But uh, oh, anyway, so. Anyway, so on um, okay, so last when was it? Last yes, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. the the news came out that Jim that, that the Bidens received two hundred sixty thousand dollars, another two hundred sixty thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars from. Like- Chicken feed for them. That, that's 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 not even a, unless you have like that that extra zero. There's no point, right? And that's just you know. Yeah, I I, I I I do kind of wonder what you know what kind of people burns through tens of millions of dollars. Um, well, where to go? I, I don't understand. Yeah, you know, where, I mean, where where? Well, they said they'll never find it. So I assume. Well, that's no, that's that's not true. First of all, they file they have to file taxes, and they're also forensic accounts. They'll tell you exactly where it is. They, in fact, the right. government's own accounts can probably tell you in about ten minutes where it is. But here's here's did you ever hear my plan that all the money that, from the Biden crime family needs to be civil asset forfeited and then given to all the January six prisoners? That's my plan. It could be. Um, it, it could be. Uh, I, I mean. Those things, again, I keep saying, people say, why can't we do this or why can't we do that? And the answer is mm-hmm. because they don't want to. Exactly. Um, the, there, is, there is no lack of ability or legal authority mm-hmm. for the government to do the things that they need to do. The, it's a lack of will. And mm-hmm. I see, interpret what I'm seeing over the, next, over the last, um, um, you know, over the, the last several years, especially the the Republicans saying, you know, acting like um, saying all the right things, what Steve Bannon calls performative. I don't like the term because it's, not, it's, it's vague, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's kabuki theater, I guess, which I don't really know what kabuki theater actually is. But um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it. it's all this stuff is, is an act. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it's like, you know, I don't know, a seven year old girl singing, singing, uh, 
something to their parents. And, My way. And then, <laughs> yeah, something like that. And, 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 then yeah. They're, yeah. and then we're not happy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? I mean, you didn't, you didn't expect us to actually do those things, did you? Like, what, what? I mean, they're like, it's like, they're just, you see like the wheels turning and the struggling. And like, mm-hmm. we, 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 nobody actually does the things that they say they're going to do. Um, what, that's what's wrong with so you? Much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good well, point. <clears throat> right. And of course, people, you know, people want to say that, that we have a, um, that there's a cult of Trump and completely ignore the fact that we were, we, that we were spitting mad at them, you know, for decades before mm-hmm. Trump uh, ever ran for office. So how do you explain it's a Trump cult when Trump wasn't even in, in, in politics when, when we were trying to uh, tar and feather these people and <laughs> send them out on a rail? But anyway, so, you know, could they do all these things? Of course they could. There's probably even some, uh, you know, the trouble is, is that many financial things, of course, didn't go through New York, and that's a lost cause, or um, the federal things. But there are even some state attorney generals who could get in on the act. But no, that's not like we don't do that. Um, Mm -hmm. It isn't, you know, it's like, I think I'm going to go. I don't know if I have any white suits, but it's after Labor Day. I'm going to go uh, wear wear a white suit after Labor Day. I mean, because like Republicans are like, you know, why don't you do something to hold these people yeah. accountable? Oh, that's just not done. You know, that that's just not that would be we breaking just norms. About like, that. yeah, let's break, yeah. let's you know, smash the norms. Yeah. Um, we just talked about that in the last hour when uh, I was talking to Jessica about the whole idea of, uh, you know, the get out of jail free card. Uh, you know, that's part of an ongoing investigation. And my claim is if I were in Congress at the time, I would say, okay, well, we're doing an ongoing investigation right now. It's called a hearing, congressional hearing. Well, so they started oversight. Yeah. New oversight on last, you. Last so what the hell's doing? In the yeah. last couple of oh, hearings. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the last couple of hearings, a couple of the congressmen started to push back on that. And they really? said, oh, I can't, I, be still my beating heart. Tell me what happened. I mean, they, they said, I mean, I forget who it was. I think it was, um, it wasn't Gates, although it could have been, but doggone, I, I, again, I'm not great with names, but, but one of those people came back and said, I said, oh, I can't talk about that. And he's like, no, you're going to talk about that. This is the Congress. You know, we, like have a, we have an independent duty to, uh, <clears throat> to, um, um, to do oversight. Uh-huh. And and I forget exactly how how the I think it was the Merrick Garland one um, okay. about a week or, week or two days ago. See that's and, exactly and true. They, yeah. And they said it's like, look, your policy well, it's the policy of the department not to talk about these ongoing things. Like your policy is not in the Constitution. I'm using mm-hmm. my wording, but that, but this is pretty much yeah. what they were saying. Uh-huh. saying. You know, I don't care about your policy. We have a constitutional power and obligation to investigate these things, your power, your policy, you know, can go stuff it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, meaningless. Uh, again, my words, because I don't remember the exact word for word, but, <clears throat> but um, they were starting to get irritated by that and they should. Um, so yeah, um, about time. It's been what, 30 yeah, years I mean, of get out of jail free. You know, they've been right, using this excuse. Is. Yeah. But anyway, so the point is, is that they come out with, um, on Tuesday, they come out with, with news that there were two, they found, they released information from bank records. And this is like, you know, the, the, the governments are saying, they, um, you, you know, the, 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 what they qualify as evidence, I'm not sure how to pin them down, but somebody should say, mm-hmm. what is your standard for evidence? They said, there's no evidence. 
you know, it, it's, an, it's enough evidence that would get anybody else convicted, um, you know, and put sent to jail for 20, 30 years. Right. Uh, but so they came out with bank records of this, of money coming from China to the Bidens, to one of their LLCs. So naturally, you know, we've seen the rule that when there's news of Biden criminality or bad news for the Bidens in some sense, it, it must, within 24 hours, there's uh, the, 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 the deep state pulls some, some legal attack on, on Trump. So that, so that the, the bad, the, you know, the criminality of the, of the Democrats is knocked off uh, the news. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Frankly, I tried to get Larry Klayman to, or someone else, to work on a, um, on a lawsuit. Um, because basically, you know, I, I consider that to be politically corrupt. But the more you think about it, it's obstruction of justice. Absolutely. What they're doing when they do this is it, it's flat, you know, it's straight up obstruction of justice. Is that, you know, they're, where they're trying to investigate crimes. And as soon as, <clears throat> as soon as there's a major development, they try to hide, they try to switch the subject to some bogus thing about Trump. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. This is not news, mm-hmm. right? Well, you so, know, in fact, uh, do you have some uh, the most the big example, of course, was just the, this, this first impeachment hearing, which uh, I want to talk about a little bit in terms of the, they're doing the wrong hearing. They should be doing the stolen election hearing. Uh, I think the, this is just mm-hmm. a cover up for it. But if you listen to all the Democrats and I can't do that. So what I recommend people do this is why I post the hearings. But I say, wait till you, it's do, over. you can't do what you can't listen to it. No, I can't listen to Democrats. No, they, 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 I don't just want to throw up and my place would be a mess. So what I do is right. I, well, I say, don't listen that. to it when it's live. Just listen, listen to it after it's over and skip the Democrats. And then it actually is like a really good hearing. For, for citizens, we should also just make sure people know that w, you know, C-span, c-span.org. Mm-hmm. Has, um, you, can, you can watch a lot of congressional business live. They've got three channels. I mean, ostensibly, <clears throat> Channel 1 and Channel 2 are the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And Channel 3 is like other stuff or overflow or hearings or things. Mm-hmm. So when you say people should listen, um, people should know that it's, it's, it, you can't predict that everything is going to be on C-SPAN on the, their website. But, but, but pretty much um, uh, you can catch things if nowhere else. Oh, the big Maybe hearings. Sometimes are. people put it up on YouTube. Yeah, sometimes they don't have national places, don't they, but, but they'll have the they'll have the big hearings. Will be on C, on C-SPAN. Right. That's what I so, think. Yeah. Yeah. So you so when people when you tell people to you know they should listen, it, it's you know the, you have a wonderful resource in in being able to do that. And some some of those events and hearings are still up on C-SPAN for years. Hmm. So it's a good resource to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and some of the best moments are missed. Uh, I made a video of the seven most important minutes of the Kavanaugh hearing, and that was an exchange between Lindsey Graham, who actually was good at this point, uh, and Brett Kavanaugh talking about Roe v. Wade. It's incredible what they were saying. Uh, some of it was really good, and some was absolutely horrifying. When they talked about the only way to over, uh, override a Supreme Court uh, opinion is with a constitutional amendment. That is patently absurd. That's insane. I, where did they get that ridiculous idea? But that came out. Saying, well, you know, only the Supreme well, Court could overrule Roe v. Wade unless you had a constitutional amendment. It's, it's, first, uh, it's what ahead. all the popular people say. But it's, but it's, 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 it's irrational. It's irrational. Why would you have 
you know, five members of the Supreme Court be able to overrule three quarters of the states and two thirds of the Congress. That's ridiculous. Right. And it's not a co-equal well, branch of government then. In fact, it's a supreme branch of government. Right. It's a misreading of the Constitution, but it, but it's, uh, you know, hmm. it's, it's the popular view. So you're not going to find any Republican doing any independent thinking or anything like that. Um, yeah, for sure. So, um, so, so here we, here we have um, this information coming out. And then, and again, at some point, somebody's got to say, no, this isn't just political skullduggery. This is mm-hmm. obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. The, the, Demo- the, the Merrick Garland, um, the FBI, all these people, they are committing crimes by hiding a crime. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, you know, that's not just something that um, we can put under the candy or, oh, that's just politics. No, if, if um, tons of statutes about um, obstruction of justice in various ways, yeah, and, you know, in, in, in intimidating witnesses, they're trying to say that by Trump commenting, for example, Bill Barr, um, uh, as someone on Facebook described him, a, you know, a backstabbing idiot. <laughs> and I said, well, I knew he was a backstabber, but I didn't, you know, I'm learning that he's an idiot as well. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know he was aware he, of that. Um, that's, that's new, but yeah. Okay. But he, um, but the thing is, so he goes out there, trashes Trump and Trump, who is running for office, comments on it. And they say, well, that is, um, in fact, that's one of the things we didn't get to last year, last week. Now that I remember is that, um, it is the attempt to, uh, put a gag order on the defendant at, um, who is running for president. Right. An extraordinary conflict. Well, let's get back to that in a little bit. So anyway, so he, um, um, now I forget. Now I lost my, I got confused myself. But, but the thing is, is that, is, so, so the thing is that this is obstruction of justice. It's not just, mm-hmm. the thing is they're claiming that he's intimidating witnesses, mm-hmm. which is absurd because this is, these are people who are in the public eye attacking him in the public eye. And he's responded. But what what uh, the Department of Justice is doing, what the FBI is doing, what the Democrats are doing, is they actually are trying to shape testimony, intimidate mm-hmm. witnesses, sure. say you know which you know which team do you want to play on? You know, are you uh, you better get on the get on the back of the wagon because this you know this is the winning team. Um, so it is it is somebody actually needs to to file a, uh, um, a RICO, Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, civil lawsuit based on mul- the multiple acts of obstruction of justice. Um, like I said, I tried to tell Larry Clayman to do it. He's doing some other things. He's always doing hmm. something, busy. but he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't people so ask what would you, if you had to list the, the, the places where it's a specific obstruction of justice, just kind of sum it up for everybody. What, uh, I think it was like three of them you had. Where, where, would you say, where would you claim obstruction of justice by the Democrats? There's the Trump Well, like, like I say, that every, every time, every time yeah. they're trying to investigate, um, what, the most spectacular example is that every time they're trying to, um, um, uh, you know, they're trying to investigate the crime, mm-hmm. that uh, they change the subject. They try, to, they try to hide the crime by making a bogus a bogus uh, indictment or something like that against Trump. So, but in the hearings themselves, 
because they can do that. They can they can say what they want in their time, but I don't know if that's necessarily a crime. I think it's just a tactic, but, which but is very then, successful, by the way. But obstruction of justice does, does not require it to be in the courthouse. I mean, if you know, if if I go down right. to the to the Joyce neighborhood, hmm. you know, and let it be known that you know, you know, I'm I'm so happy that uh, our guys around here are loyal and they're not going to you know talk to the to the police. I'd hate to hate to have something happen to to, to anyone as a witness, like happened to uh, you know to Fingers two years ago, <laughs> right. um, where they found him in the swamp. Um, you know, so um, the, you know those kinds of things are classic obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing is, every time they try to investigate, the DOJ withholds the information, like like we mm-hmm. were just talking about, yep. and 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 the it's become more and more clear that that um, the uh, FBI and the, uh, blocked any investigation of Joe Biden. That when the the line officer, rank and file agents want, wanted to investigate this or that, they mm-hmm. were they were told they can't. You know, it's like it's like the same thing as election fraud. I found there was, I was no that. evidence yeah. of election. <laughs> that was on my next. Well, my let next me finish. That's, uh, that's the biggest problem. There. Yeah. Let, me, let me say yeah, else because I have I have okay. a, a meme on my for Facebook, which is that you know I there. there there, there, um, there was no evidence of election fraud because I didn't find any evidence of election fraud because I didn't look for any election yep. evidence oh, of yeah. election fraud. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, that's what's going on with, with, with the Democrats' crimes and the, the Biden crimes is that, is that we, we found no evidence because we refused to look. Mm-hmm. And we tried to stop everybody else from looking. Mm-hmm. And there's something called misprison of a felony, which is a felony. Who was that? It, it means that if you are, if a um, <clears throat> kind of is limited to a government official, but, but more precisely it's limited to somebody who has the authority or ability to, to, to report or act upon the existence, you know, uh, the commission of a felony, and, and they don't, you know, so that they, um, they can be uh, charged with covering up the felony. It's so if they, they say lack of evidence and there's mountains of evidence, that's actually a crime to say there's lack of evidence when they know differently. Well, that that would be a that would be a more uh, that would be a logical but more difficult case because okay. at least they could say they looked at it. But if if there's um if there is a if they if they become aware of a felony and they did nothing about it, mm-hmm. um in a way that they would be covering up the crime, mm, it, okay. it's a felony called misprision. Yep. You know, and, and th- there are a lot of things. So, in fact, let me connect a lot of these things together because they do connect, um, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, I, I'll, I'll jump off here and jump back <clears throat> um, as good a time as any is, of course, this um, congressman. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Over, during the, of course, I am very sad this morning. You know that. Um, because the government didn't shut down. I was, um, yeah, all, where, uh, where you were going to go. I thought, I, I think, yeah, I, I was, I was, uh, I was going way, to, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was, I was prepared to, uh, you know, to celebrate on social media. Um, yeah. where is the guy's name? Anyway, it's just, it's a Congress, it's a Jamal, congressional. Jamal candidate. Bowman. Really heard. Jamal yes. Bowman. So okay. Jamal, um, so I have all these things open. So I can go back to them, and then there's too many things open. 
Oh, and uh, so it becomes. So anyway, so he during the the um, mm-hmm. and I don't really understand what <clears throat> the real thing going on, but during the the uh, shutdown theater, um, and I've heard some people talk about how. Um, uh, you know, McCarthy was, was made speaker on the grounds that he was going to go back to regular order. He was going to do the 13 appropriation bills, have them, you know, according. And, and this is not just an ideal or an ideal, there's, there's actually a law, the Budget Control Act, that says how this is supposed to be done. And the, and the, the Congress hasn't done it in like, I don't know, 20, 30 years. You know, haven't followed the law. So he was supposed to have the appropriations bill done in plenty of time, and um, he didn't. Matt Gates is, says there will be a, a motion to vacate the, the chair this week, um, <clears throat> you know, because he thought he, again, he, to, to become one of the deals he made to, to get the votes to become speaker was that he was going to return to regular order and not do these crazy last minute shutdown things. How about that? Um, which, <laughs> yeah. And he didn't, of course, you know, it's like, what, did you, you, you mean that? I didn't think you meant that. Um, you know, uh, it'd be like, be like a wife says, uh, you know, we don't spend enough time together. We should go to the, uh, we should go to the county fair this Saturday. And he goes, yeah, okay. And then of course Saturday comes and the guy goes out golfing and he's like, wait, did, you meant that? I, I, I you know, <laughs> I mean, they, they, so, so the Republican, the Republican leader I and mean, the Democrats lie too, but the Republicans are worse because they're used to having no power. <clears throat> and of course, maybe the reason they have no power is because of uh, the fact that they don't use it when they get it. Um, the, um, so, so he, uh, you know, so that he's like, we're going to return to regular order and not have this, you know, this uh, shutdown drama uh, as we do every year. Um, and of course he didn't do it. And, um, you know, people like Bannon, accuse McCarthy and others of, of, of having this train wreck on purpose mm-hmm. so they can get of things course. shoved through that they couldn't possibly win on if they had to do a straight up vote. Right. Um, it's like, I think, I think Norm Bradford has, he's telling about the congressional hearing from about a hundred or more years ago where a member of Congress said on the floor, he said, we can't, if we vote for this, the people will come here and burn the place down. You know, this is outrageous. No, they won't. And, and, <laughs> no, they won't. Well, that's. Not, but I'm just saying that the idea, the idea is, is that there, there are yeah. limits, and you know, there. So, so the thing is, is, is hiding what they're doing has become the, you know, the number one skill and and activity of the Congress is to fool the, the voters. So anyway, mm-hmm. they have this shutdown, and and it's moving towards a um, a resolution. Um, they took the, the, the funding for Ukraine out, although that will be a standalone um, bill. Oh, it'll be back with the guilt, and, with the accompanying um, guilt trip. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so, um, um, you know, but but they, but that's what they had to do. And for some reason, I, I, I maybe he thought because because they've always because they have the lying media, so they always think that the Republicans take the blame when the Democrats cause a shutdown. Um, and the, the polling was showing is that's not happening this time. And again, we have to educate the public so that they don't think, you know, so, so 
Every, I mean, the, the issue, the, the big, one of the biggest realities or whatever is going on is that um, the, 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 you know, the swamp is doing their old go-to tricks and that always work and they're not working. So, so what, like did, what did the polls pull say? Them. Do you have some polls on that? Because that'd be really interesting to yeah, find they out. Did. They had some polls that they had some polls. I, th- I think it was Gateway right. Pundit or the Hill or both that mm-hmm. um, uh, by maybe, maybe a 6% advantage, uh, the public blamed, blamed Biden and the Democrats for the, for, for the bad the, economy the or, or for the, the shutdown. Okay. Well, that's, that's, Just that's a nice shutdown. change. Yeah. But the building saved them. <laughs> you know, but, the, but the, point, well, uh, the point is, is that mm-hmm. the point is, is that they, <clears throat> the, the, the official Washington is running on its old tricks mm-hmm. and saying, well, you know, and like the old timers, like, well, we have this situation, no problem. Just do this. It always works. And it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're completely Nothing's out of working. their minds. Because and that, and mm-hmm. Trump isn't working. None of these things are working, but this is fascinating. But the, but the real problem, there's two problems. One, that uh, McCarthy and uh, Brandon sat down to make a deal. That's unconstitutional. The Speaker of the House does not make deals with the President. The Speaker of the House, you know, it comes up with a bill for the House, and the Senate has a bill, and then they, then they send a, a final bill to the President, but they don't negotiate with the President. That's, that's blatantly unconstitutional right there. I think the House called them on that. And the second thing was they took a six-week vacation which I think was designed yes. so that they couldn't have appropriations bills, so they didn't have the time for appropriations bills. So as soon as they came back, the only option was a continuing resolution or a shutdown. And the, and the Republicans are so paranoid of a shutdown because of what happened during one of the Obama shutdowns that they, they can't seem to do it anymore. But, uh, but the thing is, it's not a shutdown. That's a lie. Most of the government keeps going. Everybody gets paid eventually. Part, part of the lie is that, they, is yeah. that uh, a year later or mm-hmm. – Seven months later, or something like that, the, the Republicans gained seats in the House. Oh, they okay. had, they had this shutdown, yeah. and yeah. the media all blamed them. Uh, so anyway, so here's the thing. Huh. So this Congressman Bowman, um, I can't, I don't know how to say his first name. It's uh, um, uh, Jamal. Well, that's okay. Bianchi. He'll Sorry. help us pronounce it. <laughs> well, there, there was. I thought I saw another name. That, that's a. Are you sure it's just Jamal? Um, anyway, that's right. so that's I remember. Um, I could be wrong, you know, but I don't so, think so. So anyway, so yeah. he pulls the fire alarm to disrupt Congress, I guess, because the proceedings are heading in a direction of they're going to they're going to resolve this, mm-hmm. you know, the shutdown drama mm-hmm. and the Republicans might not be blamed. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't, <laughs> hasn't said why it is. Now, the problem well, now with it's this, an accident. Is, he pulled it by accident. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is the thing, is that you've got 1,100 January 6th defendants and counting, mm-hmm. and hundreds of them are charged with a violation of 18 U.S.C. 1512C2, mm-hmm. or K, which is an attempt, which is to um, corruptly obstruct, influence, or impede an official proceeding. <clears throat> exactly. And from January 6th, now, there were a few of them, you know, out of, of approximately 10,000 who were violent. There's like a picture of, you know, people trying to break. Through yeah, but how many of those? Breaks. But those were, those were Black Lives Matter and Antifa and hired thugs and Ray Epps. And you look at all uh-huh. the people in those, in those videos, so the people, especially when Ashley Babbitt was killed, there's two guys breaking windows. I guarantee you those were operatives because all the other Trump supporters, you know, first of all, Trump supporters didn't even want to go, didn't want to go into the building. 
those that did usually walked between the ropes and were taking selfies, you know, and uh, even uh, the shaman man, I've forgotten his name, uh, Kresley, you know, got an escorted Jet tour. Chansley. Chansley. So Chansley gets a tour of the place, you know, and all this stuff comes out, out later. But uh, no, the, the Trump supporters weren't doing anything. I guarantee you, because they, they started their, their internal uh, riot right as Arizona came up to be considered for the battleground state for the two sets of electors. So it was, it was well-planned, but they've never identified the guys that were breaking the window when uh, Michael Byrd shot Ashley Babbitt, which he has to answer for. Right. Well, so the thing is, is it, but the, the thing is, is these people, many of them are charged with, um, although there is a misdemeanor version that nobody's, that I've, you know, I've been <clears throat> uh, put, you know, putting out there because hmm. better to have an, up to six months misdemeanor than a 20-year felony. But, but the, well, hitting a lot of these people with the felony of obstructing yeah. justice, of obstructing an official proceeding. Mm-hmm. So that's what, and the question is, is that this statute has never been used in this way. It's vague and ambiguous. Today, um, uh, attorney Tom Renz and Brad Geyer, with um, an undisclosed amount of help from me, which, you know, in the 50-year book, as uh-huh. Christine puts it, uh, you know, it can be told. Um, it right. is a Supreme Court brief to ch- <clears throat> in favor of one of the January 6th defendants, Jake Lang, Heard about where him. that exact thing is being challenged. He called in from prison, like, by the what? way, which is something we started and now oh. everybody else seems to be copying. I heard, him, I heard him call into One American News from prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake Lang is Jake Lang is very is very assertive and organized and aggressive, and that's good. He's he's a little right. bit. Well, I mean, you have to understand that anybody in that put yourself in those shoes, you're going to be a little oh. agitated. Try to I imagine what I'd be nervous like. and <laughs> I wouldn't be nervous. Right. So, I'd be furious. Right. Well, that's kind of the Jake Lang is. You know, you have to remember the what's happening to these guys and how unfair mm-hmm. it is. But in any event. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has appealed to the Supreme Court, unfortunately, which resumes its session today. Oh, and he, um, how exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll start deciding on which, which Americans to screw. Um, and, um, so they'll go through this whole thing. So, so he has appealed, but you have to ask permission. You have to, you have to file a petition for a writ of certiorari. Right. And in a very rare number of cases, the Supreme Court issues a writ, which orders the court, this, the lower court, to send all the file and gives you the authority to file a full brief. Um, so, filing, you know, appealing to the Supreme Court is not automatic. You you have to beg to have the Supreme Court hear your your appeal. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, which is kind of stupid. Uh, and they, uh, and really the Supreme Court could do better even with the workload because they could take the appeal and then send it back on remand and say, look, okay, we're taking the appeal. We're sending it back to the circuit court. Um, and, uh, and, and we want, we want you to brief, um, the following thing before we send it back to us. Like, you know, you're wrong here. You're wrong there. You're wrong there. You know, whatever, um, you know, reconsider this and brief it, send it back to us. So they could they could keep these cases alive and probably torment these lawless judges below. But anyway, <laughs> so so that is going on. And we filed this court on the grounds that corruptly is 
mean, what does corruptly mean to you? Um, <clears throat> I included in the brief. With corruption? The, uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's guess, like creating a yeah, verb where I there mean, is but, no verb. <clears throat> but they are arguing that corruption, that where, where you corruptly obstruct an official proceeding, that's not a word. Corruptly just means unlawfully. And the whole no, point the whole point of the brief that corruption is a particular corruption is a particular kind of lawlessness because it's it's you know taking gain you know like bribery is probably the best example of corruption in other words doing yeah. things that are against the law uh, for personal gain that's what I think of as corruption so you can't do something corruptly it's not a verb it's a it's a well, it's all noun. of the you know all of you can the, engage yeah. in corruption you know you can be corrupt right. but you can't do something corruptly. That doesn't make sense. Well, anyway, so the brief that is arriving today, at, mm-hmm. and I've got to get the lawyer to, to upload it electronically. Yeah, I'll read it. Um, <clears throat> is, um, you know, points out that, first of all, corruptly, you know, in every case, and the courts, and this, it's difficult to, you know, to have the position of saying that um, all those court precedents that they're setting to, they got it, they're wrong. I mean, because they're clearly wrong. And, and one of the, the main arguments in this brief is that Congress used Congress passed statute in Title 18, which is the majority of criminal uh, uh, statutes are in Title 18. And so they, they, they passed like 26. Somebody said 50, but we found I found 26 times that they used the word corruptly. There are 203 statutes, 203 crimes, where they use unlawfully. And there's a principle that when Congress speaks, when they choose one word in one place and another word in another place, they have to mean something different. So the courts, the prosecutions of January 6th cases, the, um, the, the January 6th judges and everything else have got it wrong. Uh, they're, they're treating corruptly as just the same thing as unlawfully. When Congress chose different words for a reason, yeah. So that's, um, that's what I hope will shake the tree with with the Supreme Court. Um, but so the thing, and and it, we also argue that corruptly um, is so vague <clears throat> they're, they're, that that it, that the whole statute is unconstitutional. Uh, cited to an article where a man was accused of corrupting uh, a young girl. And it was it was clearly grooming and and, and, and sexual, you know. If you if you were to raise but there were influence that. young, it's hmm? not corruption. That's not a crime of corruption. That's uh, that's uh, I don't know, sexual well, assault. Okay, you know, a bunch of other things. But it's not it's not a corruption. This is the crime. problem. It gets in it gets into the fact that there are so many different meanings of corrupt. And and uh, <clears throat> and you know so well like you, software can be corrupt. If you have software exactly. that's corrupt, it's, it's not the genuine, it's not the original article. You've got you know malicious software being included into it. So, but that's a right. thing. There's a difference between a person being corrupt and a thing being corrupt. So a person can right. only be corrupt. Let's look it up. Let's see what the, my online wimpy about, leftist well, dictionary says. Good luck. I spent months on it. Um, if, if that, oh. you know, but the thing is, if you look, I mean, but if you, you know, in the Bible, which I mentioned, not because necessarily everybody has to believe it, but it ha- but has widespread cultural influence on, on people's understanding. You know, it says that David slept, you know, died and slept with his fathers and his flesh saw corruption. Ooh. You know, it, mean, it, it means his body rotted. And in another huh. place it says that, that Jesus' Jesus's body did not see corruption because he's risen from the dead. So if huh. you want to know what corrupt is, does it mean, you know, the rotting of the flesh? Does it mean 
you know, the rotting of your plumbing system? Does it mean um, that you um, enticed uh, an underage girl into sex uh, or a life of, uh, you know, underage prostitution? Does it mean you, 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 you taught some young kid to have a, a, a life of crime, part, you know, to the kid to be part of your crime plans because he's, you know, he's not obvious? Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different things that w- you come down to the point where nobody knows what it means. So if you if you read the statute and you say, um, <clears throat> did you corruptly obstruct an official proceeding or impede it or interfere with it mm-hmm. or, or in, in, no, interfl- in, excuse me, obstruct um, influence, which is just any lobbyist, it's, it's ridiculous. Everything is to influence an official proceeding. I mean, you can't, that's, that's a direct violation of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. So did you corruptly obstruct, influence, or impede an official proceeding? Um, and so everybody's trying to, you know, so that the challenge well, what's is... What's an saying, official like, what proceeding? Is this, <laughs> huh? Have we defined official proceeding? No, there's been a huge fight about that. And a lot of the okay. defense lawyers have spent, you know, spent a year, you know, fighting about these things. Because this, the, this is the big club. This is a 20-year felony. Everybody says, well, these people, you know, are getting all this, all this for, for um, trespassing. Hmm. And this is, you have to remember that everyone, every one of these, almost every one of these defendants has been charged with multiple counts. And trespassing is certainly one of them. But for hundreds of them, it's, it's this 1512 punishable by up to 20 years. So that's why, you know, people have been, have been um, training fire on this statute and and also the fact that the DOJ is using it in ways that have never been used before. They're engaged in this prosecutorial creativity. Well, I was just going to say, is there some penalty in law for for being creative or or doing things, you know, making up your own, you know, procedures as you go along? Or is that just something that Congress has to rein in through oversight? The the, the bar, of course, regulates itself. And and the the, uh, standards on prosecutors are higher. Yeah. So, but if you file, if you file, it's like, what do they say about how to, how to fix kale? They give you a recipe for all, what, all the things to do. And then the last step is throw it in the trash. Um, <laughs> you know, if you want to file a complaint against yeah. a, against a, uh, you know, against a prosecutor, you have to do all these things and whatever, and then they'll just throw it in the trash. And because they just yeah. never, the bar, you know, unless, unless you're a notorious conservative, the bar protects its own. I mean, the, the bar supposedly is there to protect the public and the public interest. In fact, the bar is one of the greatest threats to the public interest um, yeah. because they're just there to be a to be a cartel and protect their own and um, <clears throat> and um, um, pretend that that uh, that they're doing something for the public interest. So anyway, um, so we've got this thing, and now we've got this Congressman Bowman. And, and the question here again is, what the hell does this statute mean? And my my conclusion is, because the brief goes through all this problem and comes to, to the bottom line, is like this is a mess, which means it's unconstitutional. A statute that that a person of average intelligence cannot understand what they're allowed mm-hmm. to do and what they're not allowed to do is unconstitutional. It's, it's void for vagueness. And yeah. if it puts in the hands of the enforcers. Un, you know, almost unlimited discretion to define the, the, the charge any way they want, which this does, um, then it's unconstitutional. It's a, uh, it's um, <clears throat> boy, it's a, oh, 
Well, ah, forgot the, forgot the phrase, but it's a, but it's a, it's an ambigu- it's an ambiguity to the point. That but here's it, the it, simple un- way out, though. There's a simple way out of this, Jonathan. The, every file alarm I've ever seen has you know penalty for for falsely pulling alarm. You know, five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, a year in jail, whatever it is. It, they write it right on the fire alarm. Penalty for so so. Why don't they just charge them with falsely pulling a fire alarm? You don't need the corruption. You don't but, need the motivation. You don't need any of that stuff. But the destruction. But that's the point. Under their theory of what they're going after January 6th people about, they right. should charge him. But they won't. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he should be charged. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and he should be kicked out of Congress. Right. Uh, well, no, uh, of course, I would yeah. rather see them torment. I'd rather see them torture the DOJ over their, their lying, hypocritical, dishonest <laughs> approach well, to these entire, these entire statutes. Well, the, you know, the, because... The, the, <clears throat> The, the, the government's the 20, making stuff up. The, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead, John. Oh, sorry, I'm the Department of Making Stuff Up. <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, but this is what they're doing. I mean, there's, there has to be a way to either chop their budget, impeach, get rid of, remove, fire, or, or otherwise, you know, stop this process of the, 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 uh, the folks at the DOJ uh, simply making things up so they can get rid of Trump and prevent him from running in the election. That's what all this is about. They also, all the January 6th people are there to make sure that – to make, be made examples of so nobody yeah, ever I've, protests the government uh-huh. again. So what they're doing is purely but, political. So they're not, they're not operating did, within – their authority, they're just simply making stuff up that's expedient to the current coup. So right. I would arrest all but, of them for like, supporting the coup, quite frankly. But it didn't start with Trump. I mean, they, these outrages have, you know, are not, they're, they're not specific and new to, only to Trump. No, um, they started with the first ongoing investigation claim. <laughs> that's, so we, we, there's decades of this, probably back to Hoover. Jay right, Edgar. but what's happening with Trump is it's just becoming, it's, they're trying so hard. Mm-hmm. That they're letting, um, you know. It, it, oh, we're the, all watching. Uh, the mass, we're, right, there's, we're yeah. seeing what's really going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I got a definition um, for corruption. Uh, if you want a definition of corruption. Okay. So the first one, adjective, having or showing a willingness to act dishonestly in return for money or personal gain. That's my definition, right? Then they put evil or morally depraved. You know, then they have uh, another one here, like you were saying, you know, corrupting an individual as a verb, you know, cause to act dishonestly. Which, okay, then we got that one. Uh, then it talks about charge or debase or by making uh, the other one here. Anyway, they talk about corrupting, like you were saying before. <clears throat> I think something entirely different. I think corruption is, you know, doing things for personal gain, doing illegal things for personal gain. That's what makes you corrupt. It's, and bribery is just one example. So it's, it's actually fairly easy to define, but there, the, if you talk about you doing things corruptly, making a verb when no verb exists, this is when they're getting into trouble or they're, or they're using, they're just weasel wording. They're using words in ways that make an advantage for them, which is probably more the point. Right. Uh, but the problem is not that there's a lack of a definition. The problem is there's too many definitions. Uh, that's, you know, that makes sense. Um, so, at the end of the day, it means nothing. Hmm. Um, so, anyway. Okay. Um, hello, hello? Where'd you go? We know he's there somewhere. Did you move to the anyway. part of the building? Ah, oh, there you are. Now you're back. Anyway, but, so the thing is, now we come back to the fact that two of the four charges against Donald Trump are right. the same statutes. So if it's, if it's 
thrown out, then two of the four staff, two of the four counts against Trump are thrown out too. Oh, I see. So, Let's get back to this guy Lang. What's his name? Jake Lang. Jake Lang. Well, he he, is, he has appealed very diligently, and I'm sure at great expense. All um, right. And if you know, if we're lucky, the Supreme Court will do its job and take the case because. And now, it's kind of interesting because appeals of criminal cases usually don't um, ripen until after they've been convicted and after they've been sentenced. Mm-hmm. And then they have several months to file the, the appeal. And then, and then the, uh, the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia is literally on the fifth and sixth floor of the same building as the trial judges. So, you know, so the Kick it upstairs. Court of Appeals. <laughs> yeah, they're just right upstairs. Oh, okay. And so they go to the same, they eat at the same cafeteria and mm-hmm. say yeah. hi. And yeah. kind of like the cartoons of the, um, <coughs> uh, who was the guy in the cartoon? Oh, who the, the coyote and the sheepdog? Hey, Fred. Yeah, and, they, and then the, yeah, then, then <laughs> they the, punch the, the end clock. of the day, whistle blows. Right. And they, they go and they, they, they clock out. Uh-huh. At the time, the time thing, and they, uh, they then they say, "How's the kids? You know, how are the things?" You know, during the day, of course, they're trying to kill each other, and then uh, right. Well, they're they're, the they're doing the their job, so, right? The cow's right. job so is to steal the sheep and the sheepdog. Yeah, but that's such a great metaphor for for life and work. I mean, you know, kids don't realize how that's that's the adult part of that cartoon. It's absolutely fascinating. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, the uh, so so you have the court of appeals judges and the trial judges whom they're supposed to be overseeing, mm-hmm. you know, eating at the same cafeteria, riding the same elevators, oh yeah, parking the same. I, saw, I was in ride. Washington. I, I watched enemies sitting uh-huh. on the same trolley together, joking. I mean, you know, it, it's all a show. Right. So anyway, by the time it gets up to the Supreme Court, it would normally be years. This is happening because the government, because Judge Nichols, threw out. 18 U.S.C. 1512 is not being applicable to January 6th. And so the, the, their chart, their case, Jack, Jake Lang, Garrett Miller, and Joseph Fisher, their trials continued without the big <coughs> felony charge. That's obstruction. But the government. That's the obstruction charge? Huh? Or the, or the, oh, uh, the things official like, you know, proceeding? Okay, they say, well, you know, they, well, you assaulted a police officer. Which under 18 U.S.C. 111A1 means that you either assaulted, impeded, interfered with, um, you know, things like that. So if you, if, and there's literally a case like this with, um, what's his name? Um, Brad Geyer represented the guy. The guy who was who was photographed with his feet up on a on a desk in um, Nancy, oh, Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's outer desk. office. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Not. Nancy Pelosi's desk at all, just a desk in oh. her area of the, the world. I mean, I and, might have done that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so this is something I would definitely he, do. So, you know, yeah. He literally went up and said, you know, and said, I forgot my flag. Can I, he told the police, can I go back and get my flag? And it was loud. Everybody was loud. And he kept asking because it was loud. And mm-hmm. so that was, that was, assaulting the same statute as assaulting a police officer because he asked the question. <laughs> I was just going to say, is asking for directions, assaulting a police officer or interrupting a proceeding. I was just going to ask that. That is so funny. 
Right. So, so when, when you hear that all these people assaulted a police officer, if you mm-hmm. look at the actual charges in the actual statute, if they asked, uh, excuse me, sir, can you tell me where the bathroom is? Boom. Mm-hmm. You're, you inter- interfered with or impeded. an official operation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, are these catch all phrases that um, I mean, do you see these in many trials? It's like. It's like Section 230, the Communications uh, Decency Act is another misnomer, where it says that uh, big tech can remove anything they find uh, otherwise objectionable. So the porno statutes, you know, lewd, lascivious, graphically violent, things like that. And then they throw in, and, uh, and also anything they find otherwise objectionable. That's like the catch-all. Mm-hmm. So in, if you can be arrested for, for interfering in an official proceeding, what if the police are, you know, literally killing somebody? You know, the, you know, the, can you not, if, and, and then if you try and save that person's life and they say, well, you can't do that. You're, you're, you, you interfered with a law enforcement action, you know, and it was mm-hmm. quite clear that they're, you know, say they're like stoning somebody to death. Let's, let's make a really obvious example, something that would never be justified under any circumstance. And, and if you stop that, you know, then you say, well, wait a minute, you interfere with the proceeding. Well, let's make it really crazy. Well, let's say you got some gun control advocate and, and you save the life of a police officer by, uh, you know, shooting a criminal who's trying to kill a police officer. Was, you interfered with that police officer. You interfered with an official proceeding. Well, I saved his life. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you interfered. Right. The police officer was there handling it, and they're an official, and you're not. I mean, let's, I mean right. you get that people, absurd, there right? Tr- there are people, well, absolutely, all the time. Huh. This, is, okay. this, is why, this is why I like to say the legal system, I, I stayed in a, a, a friend's parent's house that should have been torn down like 10 years earlier, but just for sentimental reasons, we left it in the middle of, uh, of nowhere. And I thought I might do some fix-up. I find there was mm-hmm. nothing, there was no part of the house that wasn't rotten. You couldn't hmm. nail something onto the, the wall because it was just 100% rotten. And that's so what our legal system is. It, it had been corrupted. <laughs> yes, Sorry. absolutely. So, okay. um, <clears throat> the, um, so, so the, the thing is, for example, if you... Um, um, there are people who have been charged with assaulting a police officer. You hear that all these people assaulted a police officer because right. they touched the riot shield. Many of them to steady themselves. You know, one, one what if they're hit fell. with the riot shield? What, what, what if they're bumped with the well, riot they were. shield? I mean, that's what, that's what a riot they, shield is. What if they were knocked over by the riot shield? Can they then be arrested well, well, for they touching were. the riot that's shield? That's a whole other. Oh. I mean, we have all that. Uh, we have all that on video. It's just a lot of it is still hmm. under the protective order, and we can't get it out. But um, what, there's what no protective order? What's what protective mm-hmm. order? What protective order? The courts ordered in all these cases a protective order, which means that anything that the defendant didn't already have, but obtained from the government, they can't release it publicly. So all the stuff, I mean, the vast majority of the video and the photographs and the information about January 6th, um, the, you know, the the defendant's attorneys, well, probably the vast majority of them haven't even bothered to look because they're so overwhelmed. But, but any defendant attorney can see it, and we can tell you that the police started it. No question. There, oh, there yeah. Was a, there was a loud, boisterous um, <clears throat> crowd, which arguably was trespassing and was inconvenient, but there's absolutely no doubt that the violence was started by the police. It's caught. Well, they're you know, pushing people into the Capitol. Uh, they opened the doors well, and they pushed people in, right? There were different, if I remember. different experiences at different entrances. Oh, okay. And where there was violence, it was started by the police. Hmm. Um, and pretty much the U.S. Capitol Police 
Mm-hmm. Most of them were okay. It was the, the, the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department that came over and acted like thugs. And, okay, so um, that had to have been ordered by somebody because police don't generally do that without authority, without because they don't want to lose their job and their pension, which is what all which most police care about. So well, who, it was a combination. Where, it was a combination okay. of things. One yeah. of the guys on the radio who mm-hmm. came over from the Fed napping scam in Michigan. There are several. Um, you, the one you're hearing about recently, and I'm talking about another guy, uh, mm-hmm. Glover, I think it was. Um, he, Sounds familiar. Um, <clears throat> He was on the radio yelling in panic. And so any, any of the police officers listening to the, to the radio, police channel radio would believe it's the end of the world. You know, he's yelling, he's, he's, he's yelling shots fired without identifying that it was the police that shot the butt. That yeah, uh, they're shooting the tear shot. gas and flashbang grenades. They were, were they shooting bullets? Right, but it was or... the police doing that. Well, yeah, because well, so they have the guns. He's, he's, Whipping no the police up in into a state of right, huh? No one else had guns in DC. But, but, it had to be the police. But the but the radio traffic which we have, mm-hmm. um, the public doesn't have it, but the police officers, I mean the, the defense officers have it, um, shows the the these people often unidentified, you know, immediately whipping the police into a sense of panic, hmm. and that you know there there's. You know, there's guns being fired and everything like that without recognizing, oh, yeah, you're the one who fired the gun. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, the, the tear gas, the tear gas was the police gassing themselves. There's this wonderful, I mean, dramatic video. Gassing um, themselves? Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. The USCP officer has this cannon. I mean, we're talking about a, you know, a big cannon, not just someone throwing mm-hmm. a can of tear gas, but a massive um, tear gas cannon. And his, his, his superior is yelling at him and screaming, like, fire, 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 shoot it. And he, he's telling him, it's not ready. I'm, it's not ready yet. And, the, and the, op, the, police, the superior says, I don't care. Fire it. So he shoots the thing. And, of course, all, the, one of the things they found is that all this equipment had been sitting in you know, storage for decades. <laughs> and Congress did not upgrade it. <clears throat> they spent right. trillions of dollars. But they didn't give the Hughes Capitol Police tools they needed. So all this stuff was like defective and old and, and didn't work. So he fires the cannon. It goes about two feet, <laughs> lands behind the police line. Right. And, and, and then all the police are consumed in their own tear gas. And then, of course, they blame the January 6th people for, you know, they were for shooting tear gas. Which it's unmistakably clear. It was the police. It was the police. A covering the entire area with tear gas, which is which is against the manufacturers. Um, it was um, what kind of tear gas it was, was it? Police who gassed it, it, themselves. Was this the, the the CS gas that they used at Waco, or what kind of gas was it? Um, <clears throat> it it's uh, there's a combination of things, and it's un, unclear. We've been trying to pin that down too, and they won't. They won't have a canister. Oh, a gas. Of a, uh, picture of a canister with a serial number. I mean, you could probably trace it that way. We, they don't want. They don't want to give it to us. They, they, they are furiously violating Brady versus Maryland. This is the greatest series of violations of the Constitution of, of, of withholding information that I think we've ever had. They will not tell you, tell us the census. They still won't tell us why the U.S. Cap, the, the U.S. Congress recessed on January sixth. I mean, it's oh. a central complaint. 
that's well they, they were brought yeah, downstairs they, they, they were brought downstairs you know they could have been taken home they could have been sent anywhere but they stayed <clears> under the capitol they, for seven okay. hours none of right, which is in the congressional record uh the late gordon Rarden's rule there's the excuse and then there's the reason oh, okay we're talking about at least what is the official reason because you know was it the you know because if, if you look at it and <clears throat> my you know my client at the time is kelly mags oathkeeper mm-hmm. You know, is there anything in the in the record saying, oh, no, Kelly Meggs is outside. We're in trouble now. We better shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing to there's nothing to tie the government, the, the, the uh, shutdown of the official proceeding to um, any action by any defendant. Um, so, you know, they won't tell us that. <clears throat> but anyway, they'll say that there's all this, um, you know, all, all this tear gas and stuff like that. But 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 of course, and one of the tricks is is that they who who knows if if you know a lot about photographs you can by zooming in and only seeing part of the picture you can change the entire scene and you know so they show these videos without showing you what happened before mm-hmm. right so um so if you you know a lot of people if they see videos they think oh there was violence there but you didn't see the police provoke it mhm and uh, so, oh yeah, it's like the, the the edited speeches. You know, they they edited a Trump speech. You know, to, to see that one where they're doing a nine eleven celebration, uh, or not, but it's a uh, a remembrance. <coughs> they, had part of, they had part of Trump's speech where he said, uh, you know, yeah, my building was the tallest building now, and because uh, you know the World Trade Centers were down and all that stuff. But what you don't hear is like the three minutes before that where he, where he. Uh, you know, just totally pay tribute to all the people and, you know, the loss of life and the whole bit. And they just edit that out. And it makes it look like the only thing Trump said was that uh, his building was taller now. You know, that was the, and they said, well, I can't believe this. Trump said that his building is taller. That's the only thing he said about 9-11. Not the only thing he said about 9-11. It's like three minutes you cut out before he even got to that. And someone specifically said, well, where does your building stand now in the city? You know, and so these, these selective edits, I've got a whole article on things that, uh, you know, Trump said that the media misinterpreted. The, the classic being when Trump said some of the illegal aliens crossing our border are murderers and rapists. And the media says Trump thinks all Mexicans are murderers and rapists. Well, that's not true. That's not what he said. You mm-hmm. know, so this kind of stuff right. goes on all the time. It's, it's amazing, you know, the, the edits. So, so, so back to our, uh, <clears throat> back to your defendants here. Yeah. And, and, and of course he's backed up by the court and says that, that we can't show the entire video. You Why know, not? It would be contempt of court because the court ordered you can't. So that's this would normally be grounds for a mistrial or dismissal of charges right there, simply because they're withholding evidence that you know is there. But yet right. the, the courts are working with the prosecutors to do that, and no one seems to care right. that that's that's that is that is a real conspiracy. You're not making one up here. Well, it's it's a theory. Kind of, it, 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 yeah. Is that a is that a bug or is it a feature? You know the the fact the fact that it that it I mean I'm seeing more and more they say that you know when the when the federal government tries to prosecute somebody they have a very high um, success rate mm-hmm. and I think that's because they cheat exactly you know the, gov- the government cheats in evidence. dozens of ways yep yeah and um, they uh, uh, so so in any event they um, uh, <clears throat> oh, what were you just saying I, I forgot what you were saying but the, the thing is is that they, in, in all of that, they're saying like, well, you shouldn't be trying the case in the media. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you've had, I mean, you've had nonstop, you know, you know, yelling from everybody 
from January 7, 2021, you've had condemnations by the president of the United States, who's the head chief, mm-hmm. the head law enforcement officer. I mean, are you I mean, are you out of your mind? <laughs> this case has been tried entirely in the media. Oh, yeah. Public. Well, what was that whole January 6th committee that was done by a Hollywood producer? Right. I mean, they, they basically they said, well, you, you know, you shouldn't try this in the media. It was already tried in the media. There was a public show trial, and they were already found guilty. Mm -hmm. The only thing left for the courts to do is is to sentence them. And so they're every once in a while. Yeah, but every once in a while, someone comes along and comes along and and puts uh, a little you know wrench in the mechanism. And and you you said there was one judge who threw out or didn't allow some of those charges. And I forgot which ones it was. Was the obstruction charge or the uh, official official proceeding charge? Obstruction. So the judge throws that out, saying they can't use that. No, they, but, but that's what they appealed. The government, oh, it, maybe I forgot, maybe right. I got distracted before saying it. The amazing yeah. thing is that the mm-hmm. government appealed, which means that, that Jake Lang and, and, and Joseph Fisher and, and Garrett Millett are a year or two ahead of everybody else oh, in terms okay. of getting their case up to the Supreme Court. Huh. And, of course, one of the reasons that we wanted to file the amicus brief was even if even if the Supreme Court is not ready to understand this time around, that slowly they might start to go, oh, I get the, pro- I get it, I see what the problem is. So, so, um, <clears throat> and and I'm sure that being in front is a lot of work for uh, attorney Stephen Metcalf and Norm Pattis, and I'm sure it's a lot of money. Uh, a friend of the court brief is relatively easy. Because we don't have to cover the whole waterfront. We just say, you know, I think you might want to look at this court. It might be helpful to you. Yep. So it's, it, it, you know, in comparison for Jake Lang to, ha- to carry on this entire appeal, it's a big job. And, and that's why this is so significant is because this is coming to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. probably two years before everybody else's appeal will. Hmm. So well, I think their appeal is easier, but they shouldn't have to wait that long. Well, yeah. <sighs> So, so why is it before the Supreme Court? What, what made this one different? Because the judge, <clears throat> because the judge Nichols, threw, right? Judge Nichols threw out eighteen twelve fifteen, or, you know, eighteen USD fifteen twelve C two, as you know, if you look at the context, it's all about killing witnesses and shredding documents and everything. It just doesn't apply to the situation. Well, and that just uh, drives not yet anyway. <laughs> killing witnesses, <laughs> don't count on it. <laughs> That's going to happen. Well, what they have, what the government has been doing is every time a January 6th defendant identifies a witness, they charge mm-hmm. them. So now they're, now they're locked up and they're unavailable and, they're, and they can't oh, say anything witnesses. under. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely so this, a recall thing. Okay, so let's, let's project a little further into the future. Let's, let's assume Trump gets elected uh, and we have, I don't know, Michael Flynn as attorney general. Is there any chance that all these people that are doing all these horrible, corrupt things uh, that word again, uh, will actually have to answer for these crimes, or you think it's just going to be business as usual. The minions will keep doing what they're doing, and the top people will make speeches, and nothing will happen. They, I mean, they could. I mean, I mean, I mean, they should. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and this is the point about like Congress and Bowman and everything like this. You know, so what about? Here's an idea. We have the same standard for everybody. Mm. Oh, you know, I. I know that's shocking, but what, what, if, what if there was one standard that applied to everybody? Mm-hmm. So in, in, Same, in, yeah, in BLM September, rioters and January 6th, you know, 
invitational walk-in people. They, right. yeah, they, and, were, they were asked to come in. So doesn't the open door make a difference too? That's another thing. They didn't obstruct. They were they're invited in. They're actually forced in okay, by the but, police. But the government what? is screaming bloody murder that you're saying you can't talk about that. Well, of course you I mean, in every in every case, they 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 make a bunch of arguments that <clears throat> that that's irrelevant because you can't change the um, uh, they can't the the the, the, the police inaction or action cannot change something that is unlawful into lawful, and the, the question is, of course, of course, you can. Absolutely, if, entrapment. If judge, judge, <laughs> How about entrapment? <laughs> that's the if, whole if point you, of entrapment. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but also if you go back, if you go back and ride around in the judge's chambers in his office, right. there's going to be some problems. Yeah. But if the judge invites all of the attorneys back to his office to have a conference, which does happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you were invited makes it perfectly legal. Of course, things that are unlawful can be transformed into lawful. Happens yeah. all the time. It's an insane, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, for, for a judge... To say that is an insane delusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, plea the statute. There's no plea the tra- Charges get thrown out. You know, there's, you know. Well, there's a tres- the trespassing statute says that it is illegal to uh, knowingly enter or remain in a restricted area without mm-hmm. lawful authority to do so. And that's pretty much right. a word for word quote. Well, where does mm-hmm. the lawful authority come from? I mean, if you can't change trespassing into an invitation why is mm. it in the statute mm. it's right there in the statute that these yeah. guys are being charged Almost everybody's being charged with that statute and, and, well, and the thing was, they took right the signs there. away they, they weren't restricted areas because they removed the restricted <clears throat> signs thereby making yeah, it a, judge, a non-restricted area right and and judge mcfadden uh dropped the charges against a couple people on those grounds huh. And then he made a then he made a different decision, and the government has had all these weird, crazy ideas since then. It's like you know, if you saw a police officer, you knew you weren't supposed to be there. If if you saw somebody else commit a crime, you're guilty of the crime. Uh, I mean, really, what this comes down to is is collective collectivism. And and if you look at the juries, if you look at the government, if you try to piece together reading all this stuff for a long time, what they're saying is there is not evidence beyond a reasonable doubt for any particular defendant. There is evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that collectively there was a crime. And I know that sounds crazy. It doesn't even, I, you can't even say like what, but that's what yeah. they're saying. Hmm. They're saying it's, it's a guilty crowd. It's what I say in, in various pleadings. I write there. Uh, the, the defendants are guilty, are, are guilty of guilty viewing. They saw a crime, and so they they must be guilty of the crime because they saw it. Hmm. You know, they they didn't they didn't turn around and run away when they saw a police officer. Um, so they're guilty of, of being in a place they weren't supposed to be. Now you can stand across from a bank robbery and sit there and vi- and video the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and watch the shootout and take you know you know you, being seeing a crime, being near a crime, is perfectly legal. Now, if a ju- if, if a police give you an order, you know that's a different story. But oh, like that. but just but they were ordering people in, <laughs> you know, bullhorn guy, you know. So right. it's a it's a very 
very interesting. Well, and, and again, because they're making such stuff up like this, uh, there, there has to be a record of this. And I'm thinking, like I say, I'm curious. This is why I want Trump to be elected uh, more than anything else, because he is one pissed off hombre. And he's the only one that I think has a personal interest uh, in making sure that all these people, you know, at the DOJ, I can't even say Department of Justice because they're so far from that. It's, it's, incre- it's ridiculous. But he's the only one that will have anything to do with actually fixing anything there. I mean, he fired Comey. That's a start. I mean, you should be, should be arresting all these folks. Uh, it'd be really nice if they're arrested for stealing the election, but I'll, I'll, I'll see what happens. <clears throat> if a new DOJ were created from the old DOJ that actually investigated the old DOJ, which is what probably has to happen. But uh, I don't have right. too much faith because the minions, you know, Trump, unless he appoints the right people below him and they appoint the right people, it'll, it'll, you'll still have that same crowd in Washington. <coughs> <coughs> Caught that on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, no, it's true. I mean, it's the thing, see, the pro, one of the problems, as I keep saying, is that for decades, those who want to save the country have underestimated how bad it is. So we're always 10 steps behind. We're trying to stake out a line and say, you know, here and no further. And we don't realize that it's already progressed so much further. It's so much worse than you think. I think we've got some pretty good uh, bills here. I'll tell you one that would really apply if we could ever get any uh, decent people in Congress to go for it. That's my, uh, my investigations bill, you know, that gives a defense equity payment. Uh, and also allows for all compliance costs and that would eliminate all these legal defense funds and all this other nonsense. And people would have exactly the resources that the government is spending against them. Now, that bill is, is, is much more rhetorical than I think uh, real at this point, given the current government, obviously. But even in the Trump administration, I don't know if Congress would pass that. But it's still something that people should understand, you know, that it is within the realm of possibility because we wrote it. You know, therefore, it can be passed into law. You know, and there's nothing wrong with, with that, but that would change everything. That if we had uh, people could have uh, the same tools and finances to fight their their charges, I mean, how many of these people, um, if they had an unlimited legal fund, would have challenged those misdemeanors that they have not taken or, or the felonies have not taken the plea bargain? A lot, that's a lot what of they them. did. That was what, yeah, yeah, right? and nobody cared. Everybody, everybody said, "Oh, that'll never." You know, <clears throat> someone, someone a mile away got eaten by an alligator. Like, I don't have to worry about that. That'll never happen to me. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, that's why I put that in. I have a specific clause on that in the bill that any time that you cannot use coercion or extortion or a threat of a more serious charge to get people to, uh, you know, plead guilty to a lesser charge that they didn't do just to avoid the more no, serious that, charge. That's important. And that has happened a lot. And that has been challenged. And the courts just don't give a flip. It's okay. like, so you, int- you know, for example, <clears throat> there, there are cases where it's been, motions have been filed and there will be appeals coming that, um, that someone turned down a plea deal and then the government turned around and slapped them with far more serious charge was added to the charges mm-hmm. clearly because they did not take the plea deal. And that's, that's, again, that is corruption. That is, or why well, wouldn't it's not corruption, but it's illegal use of judicial power. I don't know if that's, that's such a, I just made that up, but I kind of like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. So oh, they're illegally yeah. using their power to coerce, to extort, to, to create artificial things, to, to have people, you know, make claims. It's like the old, uh, the old Inquisition. You know, if, we, uh, if you confess, uh, you know, to being a, a, a witch you know, or, or a heretic, you know, we'll, we'll kill you uh, by, uh, you know, chopping your head off. If you don't, we're going to burn you at the stake. 
So, so your choice is which way you right. die. <laughs> but, well, I'm not a heretic. Well, that's not real. That's, that's not. That's not important right now. <laughs> you know, it's the same kind of thing. So they've judged. They've judged guilty, and it's only a question of how. But they're real. So they're really after. I mean, how many protests have you seen since January 6th from Trump supporters? Well, they're starting. How, how many rallies? They're starting. Well, well the Trump rallies are starting up. But how many how many how many actions where people have actually gone to to watch to support actually, and this is the thing people don't understand. January sixth was about supporting the Congress, you know, looking at the Trump electors. That's what it was all about. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a and I guess we're over time a little bit here. I hope that's okay. No, but, no, Dorothy's not here a, today. No, Dorothy, Dorothy's not here. Believe me, I would have said something earlier. In an yeah. attorney discussion mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. there there's a there's a an email lister. Um, with many hundreds of attorneys from January 6 on there. And of course, one realizes that you have to be careful what you say, because uh, you don't know where it's going to go. But there's some very good discussions. Mm-hmm. And last week, um, one of the public defenders, federal defender's office, meaning he's now some of them are great. There, there are some federal public defenders who are awesome. Really? Um, and then, then there are court-appointed attorneys Uh-oh. who are regular attorneys, but they're being paid um, from, from the government funds. But one of the public defenders, he asked, like, well, if, if they weren't there to obstruct the official proceeding, why were they there? Like, oh, my God, this is, this is two and a half. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be defending your client. Yeah. yeah. And two and a half years later, you think – there's no reason why anybody was there except to obstruct the official proceeding. No, they like, support you know, the I, official I, proceeding. The coup was there I, to obstruct the official proceeding, which is yeah, the irony like, of this and, whole and, thing. You know, Go ahead. And the thing is, if, if it doesn't matter if that, if that public defender, government employee, doesn't mm. want to personally believe it, okay, fine. But for the purposes of defending his client, putting the best foot forward and what the law requires, quote, zealously defending his client, that's mm-hmm. not me saying it. That's the that those are the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to take the position that his client was right. Yeah. Um, and um, you, know, you can say, well, I don't personally believe it. Well, it doesn't matter what you personally believe. You're here to put your oh. client's story. Most forward. defense attorneys not think their own. clients are guilty, but that doesn't matter. They suffer. They, they do. They, yeah. Most of these most of these January six defendants attorneys. Mm-hmm. Because they're so sloppy and they haven't looked at it, they they believe their clients are guilty. Right. Well, that, I was thinking for all all clients, but uh, I didn't I didn't know what's so bad about the January sixth ones. That's that's even it's even worse. You know. And but, I mean, then, but talk- don't they? Uh, so to go back to that point you're making earlier, I think I think I, I want to explore this a little bit more. The idea that you know the the, the as we have said ever since January sixth. You know, since you called in, you know, for in, the, in the general area of this whole thing, uh, Josie called in too. We've got it on the show, but it, it's always been they were there to support. When Trump said, "Go support," you know, your Congress doing the right thing, which was accurately counting the electors. That's what it was all about. That's the, and it's the one way that uh, Brandon could have been sabotaged and thrown out. The coup could have failed. See, that's the thing. So this is actually groundwork for investigating the coup because all these people are, are bringing up all these bogus charges. They're not considering the fact that these people were there to support the Congress. So how come that's not part of the major part of the defense? What was that you were saying earlier about the public defender who asked what they were doing there or who did they, who did they ask that of? Yeah, he, he could not understand that there could be any reason for anybody to be there except to commit the crime of obstructing an official proceeding. Now, where was, the, where, was I, this, where was this said? 
in what context? Was it in a trial? In media? In, in a list in a listserv email group where <clears throat> where um um you know where um attorney January six attorneys, you know, are supposed to discuss things. And they'll often put out like does anybody Defense have a good attorneys. copy of your Right. Jury instructions right. on this. And, anyone, uh, then, and so some, somebody asked, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- does anybody have some good material on um, sentencing? Because, because this, the, the law that created the U.S. sentencing guideline, mm-hmm. one of the main reasons for doing it was to, to make sure that people got it. There weren't wide disparities. I remember people, and I guess I'm just old, a lot of people, you know, there were a lot of news stories like, kind of like maybe 60 minutes and things like that, where people were screaming that one judge gave a sentence of six months for child rape. And whereas another one gave, you know, 15 years for the same crime and right. people like this is crazy. And so Congress finally passed this, this law. And the purpose is to, is to promote similarity as much as possible in sentencing. But what the, what the government has done is hoodwink um, these complicit judges into thinking that January 6th cases can only be compared to other January 6th cases. So if a particular count, a particular crime, mm-hmm. normally gets you know, three months in jail, but other January 6th judges have given two years, they're arguing that you have to give them two years. <laughs> because it's, it's similar well, no, to the other, other should be reduced to six months. I could, I could argue just the opposite, yeah. that those other <clears throat> have to be reduced. That's, that's correct. Yeah. And I, so I was arguing that, and somebody came back and said, what, you know, he was baffled. was like, wait a minute, wh- why would anybody go to Washington, D.C. unless they were planning to attack the Capitol and overrun the Capitol and obstruct the official proceeding? Attack the Capitol and I, and with I, what? I, <laughs> what? Attack the Capitol with what? The cell well, phone? yeah, but this, is a, but this is a public defender who's supposed to be representing his clients. So is this a secret it, chat, or is the government reading all this stuff, or are the prosecutors reading oh, everything sure you guys are writing? I'm sure they got. That's what I say. We, we, we're. I mean, you have to you have to write things there with the awareness that 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 um, the prosecutors I mean, are reading. I, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they 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 monitored my email, my text messages with Zachary Real in jail when I was his hmm. attorney. Right. You know, they're, they're scum. And 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 the thing is, is that. Um, um, so, so, so we, we assume that everybody's seeing it, but that, that, and that's part of the reason why I, I um, maybe give too much detail because I realize there are other people who might be reading it. And so I went back and I explained it. First of all, Peter Navarro wrote an article saying mm-hmm. that the, uh, the, the uh, <coughs> tumult, whatever you want to call it, at the Capitol mm-hmm. destroyed Donald Trump, Trump's campaign strategy. It didn't help. It hurt. As yeah. you said, the, 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 the strategy by John Eastman and other people, the lawyer um, of what should happen on January 6th, required mm-hmm. the official proceeding, the joint session of Congress, to, to proceed. To continue. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Blocking it blocked Trump. It did not help. But that's part of the coup, though. We've argued that's part of the coup. It was essential to stop that count from taking place because that's the the third strike in the system where Trump could have been uh, declared the winner. The first one was, uh, well, obviously the election. Uh, Then there was the electoral count on December 14th. 
uh, where they blocked the Trump electors. Then the, the third, actually there's four of them. Uh, then there was Mike Pence, who should have sent the electors back to the states saying, give me one slate, not two. And then the, the last place was January 6th. So, the, so the, the coup had to make sure that that count never took place. And they did that by putting, bringing Trump supporters up top and putting the entire Congress, which apparently was in no danger. If it was such a riot and insurrection, why didn't they just remove the Congress and send them all home, send them to a, a secure location? You know, I don't know, Hawaii. You know, they could have sent them anywhere. They got money, but they didn't. Do you know so, what like, I, they kept you them know in what Congress? What? Okay, great. Do you know what I've seen? I, I believe this is still under the protective order, but the way it's worded, you know, I can I can identify that it's there. I can't show you the video. Um, but there is the video that shows everybody coming in the Senate wing door, which, uh, which is the north side on the west. And where Senators or people? Are you talking about just Trump, just, just people? Who's coming in? Demonstrators were coming in there a lot. Okay. Uh, and that, that's where the door, some of the windows were broken. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and people went around and opened the door by demonstrators. Who broke the or, People or, we, um, uh, Dominic Cazola and, and, and this mysterious character called Red on Red Glasses. Um, uh, now, Red on Red Glasses is a whole other... Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, okay. What, what are you... Can't you hear me? Just being, uh, yeah, you're just being dramatic. I thought you could... So, so he, <laughs> yeah, there's this guy, Red on Red Glasses, wearing this red right. jersey, who okay. is every, he's everywhere. He's standing right next to... Ashley Babbitt when she's shot. He's he's a, you know he he's he he's like oh he's the coordinator. So he's the one who's coordinated. He, he coordinated Ashley Babbitt's murder then. Yeah, and in he fact, coordinated the break-in. There's one, video, oh, there's one okay. video that shows him up near the door with Ashley Babbitt. He, right. he turns around and he walks down the corridor the other way, and with, like a man with a purpose, a man on a mission. Mm-hmm. He comes back within less than a minute goes up next to her and then she's shot. And and, yes. and it looks like it right. looks like he covers her ears before the shot. Oh, so she can't hear any command by Michael Bird? No, he covers her his own ears because it's oh, gonna his be his own a, ears. Oh he knows he covers his own ears. And then the gunshot goes off. How about that? Okay, so now I've never heard of this person. This and, is, this and, is okay, well, Greg, one more thing. We have briefed Go. all these things in motions. Huh. This is all in motion that I helped write, and the courts don't care. Like, we want to know who this guy is. Like, nah, we don't care. We don't want to know. So huh. Dominic Pizzola and he broke the window at the Senate wing door area, and then Who's everybody Dominic in. Who's that? He's a proud boy. Or he was a proud boy for about a month before January 6th. And he – and so they opened the doors and went in there. But um, now I forget yeah. what um, – I, I uh, now I forget what the point of the story was, but 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 in you know inside they show all the people, you know, kind of kind of wandering around in there, and um, so the senators were still were in there. Saying? So the senators uh-huh. were still in there when it broke in, right? Oh oh, I forget what I was going to say. Yes, they were, and and then later during the video that has not been publicly released, the police officers go over to the side windows. And, and they put down, like, storm shutters. Like, well, why didn't you put the shutters up before? Why didn't they lock the doors? Or were they locked? Yeah. Well, the Columbus door is 17 feet high, 10 tons, 
solid brass, never closed. Those are the cap doors. The entrance to the Capitol, the big green doors. Yeah. The the yeah at the the cent the the center uh, east towards the Supreme Court. Now there right. there were right. You'll see that <clears throat> right behind them there were relatively flimsy doors called mm-hmm. the east rotunda doors. But they're like when they're closed, they're about like, like a foot apart from each other, back to back closed. They never closed the ten ton bronze doors. Why? <laughs> well. Because they had to get the Trump supporters in there to to stop the vote count, starting with Arizona. That's why. So why? So right. here's the thing too. Now here's here's the, one of these great unanswered questions: is that Trump started his speech an hour late? Trump doesn't normally do that. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes. He never starts an hour late. This one speech, he starts an hour late, which guaranteed that the Trump supporters would not be able to walk to the Capitol. I'm sure they figured this out, right? No one's talking about this. But I'm sure they, because he started an hour late, the Trump supporters were not there when Arizona came up for a vote. Which meant the only people who could have been there were uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, FBI mercenaries, hired guns, operatives within the FBI, outside the FBI, Ray Epps, Red on Red Man. The only people who were there at the Capitol when Arizona came up for a vote, well, maybe there are a few Trump supporters, but for the most part, Trump supporters were still on their way. That's never been explored. Trump supporters weren't there. Mm-hmm. Now, did Trump know this was going to happen? I wouldn't be surprised if he knew it. No one's talking. Ask Christina Bob. She didn't tell me. In fact, she should get, I'm going to send her this show. because This is fascinating. I don't even know if they know. Uh, the Trump people know this. I would hope so. Do they know the stuff that you're talking about now? No. All right. I'll send her, I'll send her the recording. I'm going to get Peter Navarro back on the show, too. That'd be great. So did you, has anybody looked into why that's, you know, the, the timing, the timeline? The Trump supporters weren't there when Arizona came up for uh, consideration well, remember, and debate. Uh, right. But we ha- I have spent two years trying to let this waste today. Yeah, from September 2021, um, trying to get, well, about October, October 2021, which is actually real, trying to get that information from the U.S. Capitol Police. They are furiously resisting giving out any of those details. How about that? They will try any trick or lie or say, well, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. They do, they, they do not want the crucial objection is mm-hmm. that people stopped the joint session of Congress. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing they do not want anyone to know the details of, about. Well, because the Trump supporters I mean, didn't I, stop I, it. They, they, in fact, all they had to do was lock the doors, <laughs> you know, keep the restricted signs. <clears throat> so the coup, by design, had to stop that proceeding. So the coup is, are the only ones who are guilty of obstructing justice and, and stopping an official proceeding because they had to, to make sure that, that uh, the Congress didn't vote for the Trump electors or vote for enough Trump electors. All it would take is three states. Pennsylvania has 20 electors. Georgia has 16. Michigan has 16. If Georgia or uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania, plus any other state, any other battleground state, if those, ele- if those Trump electors were accepted, he's over 270. That's what they're worried about. Now, here's another question. Let's get back down to this. this Congress was meeting for seven hours. Under the Capitol. That was a session. That may not have been a declared session, but they were all meeting together. There was no interruptions as far as I know. So they met for seven hours. And there is nothing in the congressional record. Mm-hmm. I, I posted it several times. 
Who did I tell about that? I told Brendan Strack about that. He didn't know. There's nothing there. <clears throat> so how well, is it the Congress? Have, so how is the well, so if they were meeting for seven hours under the Capitol, how was it obstructed? Well, they they deny that that they were you know they were doing. I mean, they don't mention that they were. They, they make it sound as if you know. It, it's like people need well, to be aware. There. Of, there was no. There was nothing stopping them from meeting. They were all there under the Capitol, happily just sitting around for seven hours. Right, they but do? they but they make, they say without saying that they were just milling around killing time. They don't actually say it, but they they want you to they want you to assume. Hmm. You know, it's like it's like I call and it Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden never discussed business with his son for on a fourteen hour airplane ride. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but that's why it's ink blot test. There's something called neuro linguistic programming. Uh-huh. which 99% of the stuff you will see on the internet just because of clickbait and trying to, <clears throat> you know, sell things is about weight loss or seducing women. Mm-hmm. But the <laughs> origins of NLP are, are, are not such mass marketing, you mm-hmm. know, consumer um, trying to you know, get rich quick, you know, things there is actually a limited science. I'm not saying it's like some, you know, soup. I'm not saying it's a, I believe it totally. But the idea is, is that when someone speaks in a confusing way mm-hmm. and they trust you, you've built a rapport and that it's like a, a light hypnotic trance where the, where the person fills in the blanks from what they already believe. Mm-hmm. And everything you see from the DOJ um, and, and all and the, and the Democrats or whatever is they say things without saying them. They, they they hint at it in a way that they want you to be suckered into oh, making an their opinion. conclusion. Yeah. Right. That yeah, they never actually said. That's a psyop. That's a yes. psychological operation. Yeah. That's a psyop. Okay. And and, and the CIA yeah. and, and the militaries of the world have studied this for hundreds of years. They know exactly how to do it. That's a psyop. Are you thinking? So <laughs> um, well no, I'm disagreeing. I'm I, I'm, I'm, I have not, you have, you have said it all. I, I, I'm completely blown away. <laughs> okay. else. All right. Well, um, I'm going to no, go back and, is... and check the like, past 15 minutes and uh, tell Christina Bob she has to listen to it because this is fascinating. Um, but it's all interesting right. what the, what these, well, no, so I, go ahead. I, I would, yeah, see if Peter, see if Peter Navarro will come on. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, the problem is, is that when they're prosecuting everybody, they're shutting people down. Right. But, but see if you can get them to come out and talk about the fact that, um, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, Trump strategy required the official proceeding to take place. And it's like I keep saying, in, in, in um, I mean, I, I've, I've worked into pleadings and everything like that. Some of them I, I filed myself when I was representing Kelly Meg. Um, that you know, first of all, they they, they say that um, they they tried to. Um, forcibly prevent the, tra- the transfer of presidential power. That's not um, true. Okay. What presidential power is transferred on January 6th? None. None. How is presidential yeah. power transferred in the United States? The clock strikes noon on January 20, not 6, 20, um, at Washington, D.C. local time. So how uh, what, I'm going to stop the earth from rotating and, and, <laughs> and so that it doesn't, it doesn't turn noon? I mean, it's just, Insane stupidity. I mean, how can they, I mean, if you, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, if you're going to tell a lie, at least give it a little bit of thought. 
you know, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Go ahead. What's that? Well, but we've said this for years, though, that the, the, the whole point of the coup was to stop the, the count of the electors. So Trump, you know, we don't said it so explicitly. Uh, that's probably a good point to make. But that Trump's, the Trump's strategy for winning required John Eastman, the whole bit, uh, required that those electors be, be challenged uh, in the normal constitutional procedure where one representative and one senator says, you know what, I'm gonna, we, we need to talk about this. We need to pick one. That would have been the normal course of affairs. But there's no accident that the, the, the coup started during Arizona, which alphabetically is the first of the battleground states. Arizona, mm-hmm. Mexico, Nevada, Michigan, Minnesota, uh, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, and that's it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, those, those seven states. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Mexico, and Arizona. Yeah, and Arizona's first alphabetically. That's why they had to start then. Now, here's the question. Is there... Why is there nothing in the congressional record about the meeting for seven hours? Is that something you can well, be, challenge? Because they claim that there wasn't a meeting, or they, they imply that there wasn't a meeting to which well, any, any congressional. why don't you haul a senator or, or a representative in, someone friendly, Jim Jordan, Mac Gates, you know, uh, Ted Cruz, well, and say, hey, what were you guys doing well, for seven hours? Well, that would be good. But the thing is, is like we subpoenaed Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, and Kevin McCarthy in defense mm-hmm. of January 6th defendant um, uh, Ryan, um, Ryan Zink. And mm-hmm. not the Zink up in New Hampshire with the E at the end, but, but, but Ryan Zink. And right. they didn't show up. Huh. So, so Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they want to run their mouth. But when we oh, called them in there, and we specifically called them in there to find out what was going on on the other side because the government won't tell us mm-hmm. what, um, you know, what's what, why was the, the what, what I just discussed, you know, what, what was the trigger mm-hmm. for, for the, the, the Congress to, to disband. Mm-hmm. And so I, we want to ask them what was happening on the other side. Mm-hmm. They didn't show up. Matt Gates didn't show up. Well, the subpoena you know, is there a contempt of court citation or something like that, or they don't care about that either? Well, if I were the lead lawyer, there would have, you know, we would have done things differently. But um, <clears throat> you had a weenie. So, um, you had a weenie. It's <laughs> a problem. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. With that yeah, alone. I have a, Let's. Uh, but if I get Matt Gates back on the show, my first question is going to be, "What were you doing under the Capitol for seven hours during January 6th? That's my first question. Yeah. And I There'll think, be others. And I think you. I think you should ask, you know, the, the similar related question to Pete Navarro. Like how I already have. Because the question is, the question I is like, that. Let's ask Christina Bob, let's too. Suppose, yeah. Like September both. 20, in September 2018, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, um, and they just happened to be feminist. It could have been anything, but they, just, they were, you know, um, <clears throat> they were rioting against Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. They announced, they organized, I mean, Whereas in January 6th, everybody says there was no plan. We just showed up to, you know, to give our support. The, mm-hmm. the, the left publicly announced is what they're going to do. There's a poster that Roger Roots found that, hmm. you know, of saying from January 14th to January 20, uh, 2017, stop mm-hmm. Trump from becoming president. I mean, they announced, what, what they accused the January 6th people of doing, for which there is no evidence. Mm-hmm. It's publicly admitted by the left again and again mm-hmm. and again. So on, so to, so on the Kavanaugh thing, they publicly admit it. 
they, they organized this whole thing. They, they say that they, they posted a Twitter thing saying that they, uh, um, they were going to shut down the Congress, but the U.S. Capitol Police did it for us because they were afraid. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they say that they say that they occupied the entire Hart Senate office building, every floor, everywhere. And I have a friend, Ron Wilcox, who was in a senator's office um, um, when when this happened. And he was stuck inside. He couldn't get you know inside the senator's office for like a couple hours because it was mm-hmm. crazy outside. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so that that's okay. They don't they don't want to prosecute that. They gave them a, they gave them a, like a thirty five or fifty dollar fine, dropped the case. So I mean, they they gave them bail of like thirty five to fifty dollars, dropped the charges, so the bail became the fine, the fifty bucks. Right. Yep. <laughs> of the few that they arrested. Anyway, so the question is, if you were going to obstruct, if somebody came here and said. We are all here to obstruct Congress. You know, we want to shut down the voting. See, how does that make Trump president for one more second? Yeah. I mean, doesn't. the insanity here is just, it's, it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, how in the hell would, would, would storming the Capitol on January 6th um, add one more second to Donald Trump's presidency that ends at noon on January 20th? Or shut down the government for that matter. I mean, the government's huge. How are you going to shut down the entire government? Besides, the Congress was all there. The government wasn't even slowed down. Now, they, they, could, have, uh, they could have met. They, they may not have. They, they, they may, uh, I think arms were twisted. I think what it really happened is that uh, they set everybody out because when they came back, they, they were in a completely different view. You know, there was a bunch of people that said ahead of time, Kelly Leffler in particular, who said, I'll be challenging you know, this uh, election in Georgia. I think it's fraudulent or whatever she said. Uh, and then after seven hours, came back and said, for the good of the country, for the, the peace, the harmony, you know, to, to right this terrible wrong, you know, I vote for Brandon. Uh, give me a break. <laughs> Tell me she wasn't talked to. And then she promptly gets kicked out. Well, idiot. <laughs> you know, you made the deal with the devil. And so this, it's so obvious. They could not have taken over the government. They could not have changed the government. They could not have done anything. I mean, the largest mob, in the world, even if they destroyed the Capitol building, it wouldn't destroy the government. You know, and if they were that violent, they would have taken the Congress out and moved them somewhere else. They could have gone to the Pentagon, sat there for a while. How come the Congress wasn't moved? If it was that dangerous a situation, how come the Congress, if they, if they really believed they were, this was an insurrection to take over the government, why did they leave the government there? Jonathan? Um, no, I agree. It's a, it's yeah. a, I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's, that's the thing, is that you know why wouldn't they close the the, the, the Columbus doors? Why wouldn't they put up the? Yeah. Um, why did they yeah. put? Why did they put up the window um, shutters after it was it was already too late? Well, for appearances, let me uh, let me change the subject a little bit here to this Fourteenth Amendment thing that we hear all the time that uh, Trump you know led an insurrection, therefore he can't run for office. Now I looked up this section, and there's only one time in our history where an armed rebellion and insurrection could actually have overthrown the U.S. government. Trivia time, Jonathan. What is it? Civil War? Yep. Civil War was yeah, the, only, okay. on, the only time in our history where a viable rebellion, an armed rebellion and insurrection, because the states, the southern states, were, the slave states were seceding from the Union, and, which, and it, they formed the Confederacy. So the Confederacy was an alternative government was a separate government, 
was a rebellious government designed to overthrow the federal government in Washington. So which party? Which party was the Confederacy? Democrats. Exactly. I'm being like a lawyer here. I'm actually asking questions I know the answer to. This is kind of fun. So if the 14th Amendment says that you cannot run if you engage in an armed rebellion and an overthrow insurrection of the U.S. federal government, then why do we still have a Democrat Party? Why weren't they not abolished and removed when the 14th Amendment was enacted? Say it again. What? <laughs> I think I'm some job. If the 14th Amendment clearly says that if you engage in an armed rebellion, and this is written specifically for the Confederacy, armed rebellion and insurrection against the United States government, you know, to secede and, you know, actually have an entire army, you know, taking on the Union Army, um, that you cannot run for office. That means that the Democrat Party, Democrats, cannot run for office because of the Civil War, because of the Confederacy. And yet they're still here. If you if you if you interpret it as being the party rather than the individuals, which, you know, people do that kind of thing all the time. Oh. Um, it's a reasonable argument. And, and, and why not? Like a lot of these mm-hmm. cases are bubbling up just to try to test the issue and air it. Mm-hmm. Like some Florida lawyer tried to keep Trump off the Florida ballot. And the judge said, well, you don't have standing. You're just a bystander. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, but could California somebody too. bring that? Yeah. Could somebody bring that case and and make the point publicly and try to get a ruling on it? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the 14th Amendment right here. Let's see. Uh, no person shall be a senator or representative of oh. Congress or hold any office, civil or military, in the United States, which having previously taken an oath to the member of Congress or to support the Constitution, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, that would be the U.S. federal government, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Well, we could say, we could actually change that a little bit. Let's just say that those who engaged in insurrection rebellion, in other words, the coup that sponsored and ran the, the, the entrapping of Trump supporters in the Capitol, they're the ones who cannot run for office. They're the ones that engaged in an insurrection to overthrow the government and installed their illegal candidate, Brandon, and that the January 6th constitutional proceeding of challenging the electors was suspended by the coup. That was their insurrection. So anybody who engaged that or gave it aid and comfort, that'd be the entire DOJ, the Capitol Hill police, the DC Metro police, um, all the members of Congress who engaged in this and didn't object. And there's only 144 members of the House and 12 senators who really wanted to challenge this. They're the only ones who I would think would not be guilty, but everybody else is. They're the ones who can never run for office, hold office, or, or, or hold any position in D.C. again, just based on the 14th Amendment. Yeah, you know, it's just, it could be. <clears throat> but the thing is, of course, that um, <clears throat> the thing, of course, about is that simply because I say, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you, you know, you have to um, pay restitution if you damage or steal federal property. And mm-hmm. you, Greg Penguins, you stole Mount Rushmore and sold it to space aliens from another galaxy. Um, <laughs> and so you have to pay restitution. And like, well, wait a oh. minute. I didn't actually do that. Yeah. 
you know, where's your proof that I ever did such a thing? Mm-hmm. Well, well, the government doesn't own Mount Rushmore anymore, so obviously you did that. You know, or I did that. Yeah. They could use that circular logic. Um, so, so, there's an ins- so like I say, the, all these uh-huh. leftist groups, they right. recruit and publicly advertise, come and shut it down. Come and stop tr- President-elect Trump in 2017 from becoming president. The, the poster says, um, <clears throat> I should send it to you. We put it up in the in the on Facebook. The, um, oh yeah. They say that they they say that the um, um, <clears throat> um, stop the Trump Pence administration before it begins. Now that is clear cut. Nobody said anything like that about January 6th. Now the, again, the government takes things out of context, mm-hmm. and and they talk a lot about being prepared for the violence of Antifa that they expect mm-hmm. to be thrown against them. But um, you have to really stretch to try to think that maybe any of the January 6th people did any of that. Things that are openly admitted by, mm-hmm. by leftists. So yeah. the question oh, yeah. is, is like, how do you say that, there, that, that Trump engaged in any of those things? No, I mean, they have to have- but, but they're using the accusations against him to cover up for their own crimes. I don't know what that's called. But uh, it goes beyond projection. But the whole the whole defense of the coup is an offense against the people that are saying uh, that are naming the coup. <laughs> you know, and you look at it, look at the steps along the way. Look at the places where the coup succeeded. They successfully stole the election, November third, twenty twenty. They successfully blocked electors. Remember when the police were blocking in Michigan? That lawyer said, "You have to let us in. We're Trump electors." And they're like, "No, you can't." Governor says, "You can't come in." So they actually blocked electors from going in. They had death threats against electors who were going to vote for Trump. They said, you better vote for Hillary, you know, or we're going to kill you. That's what they said. Mike Pence, he's part of the coup because he refused to send the electors back, the the slates back to the state legislature. So he's part of it. That was another play. That was another obstruction of justice. Right. And then the last one, of course, is January 6th. So the coup took several steps, you know, in order to be accomplished. The first one, stealing the election then blocking the electors, then having Mike Pence um, defy the Constitution and not send the electors back, and then January 6th, where they had a coup so the, the electors couldn't be challenged. So you can take each one of those cases and show that uh, the, the, the people who are guilty are the ones who are in charge of the courts. That's the problem. The coup is running right. the court. So there, there's why, that's why you're not getting justice. That'd be like a, a committee of bank robbers you know, prosecuting a bank robber for bank robbery. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's the same thing. Almost the exactly. The criminals are running the prosecution. That's kind of a good bumper sticker. The criminals, right. those who engage in the coup, are running the prosecution. So, of course, they're making stuff up. They don't care. They've already broken the law so many times, it doesn't matter to them anymore by engaging in the coup. And right. yet, the geldings refuse to hold so this is, this is why this impeachment hearing is so bogus. You can't impeach somebody who's not president. Biden has no title. He stole the, the presidency. He's sitting in the White House illegally. You don't impeach him. If you impeach him, you're justifying the coup. This is why I hate this impeachment so much. You don't impeach him. Uh-huh. You arrest him for stealing the government. They've justified it. Every time someone says President Biden, you notice I don't let people say President Biden on my show unless they're a really big public figure. They're, they're, you know, but you can't say that on my show. You can't say Biden administration because there isn't one. And I'm not going to spread fake news, he said with a grin. The coup, the criminal, I don't know if you can use that or not, but look at those four instances where the coup 
overthrew the government. They overthrew it on election day. They over they tried to overthrow it with the electric count. Mike Pence overthrew it by not taking the sending the electors back, and January sixth overthrew it by refusing to let the the constitutional count go forward and constitutional challenge go forward. So there's your coup. At each step, and you can prove premeditation because they were ready each time for each of those events. They're ready for the stolen election. They're ready to block the electors. Mike Pence was ready to not send them back. And January 6th, they were ready for, for, to bring the Trump supporters in to suspend the, uh, the proper proceeding. So there's your coup right there in those four steps. Well, that's those why can't be an accident. Be hmm? It'd be good if, you, if, if um, Navarro would come back and do that. I'll send it to him. You know, I know <laughs> folks that can get him stuff. You know, I, I have contacts. I have, I'm in radio. I know people. <laughs> hey, make a deal you can't refuse. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to him. Well, he, you know, he has to be not feel too intimidated by, by the, um, you know, by, by uh, the system. Hmm. But if he's willing to, if he's willing to, um, Peter Navarro, yeah, I don't think you know, he's intimidated at all. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, same as Christina Bob. I don't think they're afraid of anything as far as this goes. You know, and Trump's right. certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've only got a few minutes left. Thanks for staying the extra hour. I appreciate it. I think the second hour was better. Than, the first was good, but the second was outrageous. <laughs> this has been really fun. Have we? Uh, well, so, I mean, anything else? I, I, wor- I worry a little bit for radio because some of these points require a setup. You know, they to, to say, and, and as a lawyer, I think. You know, telling people the the general context of things mm-hmm. is 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 helpful, but it may not be. And believe me, I can be. I have been accused of being a bomb thrower, as you can tell. Uh, but I, but I do want to educate, and so I, I hope it's not too boring. By the time we get to the, you know, all all the threads come together, and you're like, oh my god, this is terrible. Um, it, uh, it's like we got six minutes, I guess, but I, I could talk about the. Um, the impeachment oh. inquiry hearing that we had last yeah, feel week. Free. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, um, I mean, the thing is, is that, is that I, the, maybe they didn't bill it very well, explain it very well, but I, I took away from that, that they were setting the groundwork. Like mm-hmm. I they, they called in people who are not witnesses of, of what happened. They're right. legal experts because mm-hmm. they were, they were, it was, it was kind of housekeeping. It was trying to set up the rules. How should we go about this? And the Democrats kept attacking um, that these these legal witnesses didn't mm-hmm. have any facts, but they weren't there to give facts. No, they were there to I help don't. The did, did the Republicans point out that little tidbit that they were they no, were there as? No, of course not. They, See, they, they, the they didn't explain. Yeah, that that's the problem. Is that they didn't they didn't make it clear. That this is just this is just kind of figuring out how should we go about this. Well, why would you and, and the Democrats? Jonathan Turley is a liberal. There's a couple of other liberals. There was one real liberal, and the only decent one was the, that woman uh, who was uh, pretty articulate. Um, but he, you know, and then AOC says, "Well, do you have first-hand have you first-hand witness the crime?" Of course, they all said no. So the implication, like you said before, the psyop is that there must be no crime crime because none of these witnesses witnessed anything. But that's not what they were there for. So it was incumbent right. on, on J- James Comer and Jim Jordan, I think Matt Gates is on the committee too, to say, wait a minute, these people are just background. But the thing is, why did they need background anyway? That's like saying, uh, I can't exercise my Second Amendment rights unless the Supreme Court rules that it's actually an amendment. Nonsense. It's right there in the Constitution. Of course I can exercise my rights, and the government can't touch them. 
You know, so they're right. doing something they didn't need to do. Uh, this is why I've always said that, like said, when the people say, well, you got to get the, the Supreme Court's permission, you know, to say the Second Amendment is an individual right. No, I don't. All rights are individual, you idiot. <laughs> you know, and I said, why would I risk the, the Supreme Court doing a bad ruling, which is much more likely, and saying something stupid like the Second Amendment only exists in your home, but if you're out in public, it doesn't exist, which is a bunch of nonsense, you know, by having them do a court ruling. None of that makes any sense. Make sense? Right. I agree. Um, right. So back to this hearing. Why? Why? Why are they? Why don't they just impeach? Why don't they just have an impeachment hearing? What's this inquiry? So, th- so they're holding a hearing to see well, if they should impeach. Well, the Democrats' answer well, is no. <laughs> so we, well, actually, they're holding an inquiry right. to determine if they should move it up to an impeachment hearing. Oh. And well, and 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 then decide if they should. Now, but the thing is, is that. The, the the geldings. I mean, it's clear. It's clear, clear that like Ken Buck and other um, phony, you know, DPRs, the Democrats pretending to be Republicans, are oh, trans, um, transgender Democrats. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, My turn. They um, appropriate. They obviously don't know. They haven't bothered to spend the time to know the facts. Mm-hmm. So I understand the idea is this to be an educational thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, both to other Republicans to get a, a, enough of a majority to move forward and to the public. But what, um, what are they impeaching him on? What, bribery, corruption? That, those aren't impeachment charges. Those are, those are federal, you know, bribery, larceny charges. Those are, those are well, crimes. Have, you, you don't have to, or do they have to impeach him first? Well, I mean, he should be well, arrested. No, for I mean, <clears throat> you could do, you could do either. But the thing is, is that, um, they, um, uh, that they, uh, um, I mean, those are grounds for impeachment. Yeah, but let, let's and, say if a president robs a bank, right? President robs a bank, felony, state level, local level felony. Do you have to impeach the president before that president is arrested, or just arrest him for robbing a bank? Aren't they? Well, there's a ninety second warning, no, but, I mean, a little bit over but aren't they? The, the, uh, the DOJ has a policy against not arresting a sitting president, but it's not a law or rule. Well, they have but but no. Talking but, about but ongoing investigations, because, too. So what? Yeah, go ahead. The Republican House cannot arrest somebody. Cannot, well, they, they cannot indict somebody. So they're doing, of those two options, there's only one mm-hmm. of them that's available. Hmm. Okay, so they, so they impeach. And we know that during the Brandon insurrection, the DOJ is not going to indict, although they certainly could if it was, right. a, if it was a, you know. But, but Brandon's still subject to uh, indictment after Trump takes over, Right on bribery, yeah. corruption, and all the other, racketeering and all the other charges. And so is this whole family. Correct. So I would, I would civil, like right. I say, I would civil asset forfeiture, the entire uh, ill-gotten gains, including all companies, including people that helped, you know, were uh, accessories to the crimes. They lose all their money too. Uh, anything that was involved, <coughs> trace back to this. And then uh, and any property they bought with that money, you know, houses, cars, boats, things like that. And that money is given to the J6 people. I mean, that's, that's how you stop this kind of thing. Yeah, but as far as impeachment goes, they could they could use the Pelosi model. Nancy Pelosi already established that all you have to do to impeach is take a voice vote. That's it. That's all you need. Right. Well, it it depends whether we like the uh, the uh, part target or not. Oh. But that's the thing. Trump second impeachment was a voice vote. Who wants to impeach Trump? But we we do. 
But 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 the Democrats don't like him, so that that's different. Oh. Remember, it's it's. I used to have up on my Facebook page for a long time the emblem. It's different when Democrats do it. <laughs> it is, yeah. Let's let's do. We we're out of we're actually in overtime, so I want to just let's do a couple of rapid fire things. Do you think uh, Robert Kennedy's going to run as an independent? Um, certain no, but yeah, I do think he will. Okay. I mean, I, I can't say I can't say at certainty, but it. I think it's leaning that way. Okay, and if he does, who's going to be affected more, Trump or Brandon? Brandon. Um, I mean, I mean, he may he may pull from both, but how how do you go? How how do Democrats? How do how do people who are Democrats only because their parents and grandparents and great grandparents were Democrats vote against a Kennedy in favor of you know a, a, a pile of, of vegetable? Okay, so the real Republicans are going to vote for Trump. The, the Marxist Democrats are going to vote for Brandon because they believe in coups and illegal governments. Uh, the independents are, are the best shot for Robert Kennedy. And you figure half of them are, are leaning Republican, the other half are leaning Democrat. So he's going and, to get and, the, and le- you know, how many who, leaning who Republicans? The, yeah, that's my question. Who are the never Trumpers going to vote for? Would they vote? I mean, are they going to go for, for Robert Kennedy, you know, Robert Kennedy Jr.? Are the Never Trumpers going to vote for for Biden? They're not going to vote or, for Biden, I mean, but they might vote for Kennedy, vote. even though he has very unpopular stands on uh, abortion, climate change, uh, gun control, and things like that. He's got some incredibly unpopular stands, which I do not approve of. But, but are the, the person are the Never Trumpers gonna, would the Never yeah. Trumpers vote for Trump? No. So, so it kind of you know they they're kind of stuck staying home. Yeah. I just don't want a Ross Perot scenario where Clinton, I'm sure, bribed Ross Perot to get in the race so that uh, uh, he could win. Because he only got a plur- – he didn't get a majority vote. He only got a plural- plurality. Mm-hmm. Most people forget that. We had, we had a case like that of a state uh, race in Virginia where there was – I think it was a Libertarian Party mm-hmm. whose big uh, – there, no, there are no campaign limits in in Virginia, except it has to be disclosed and it can't be a corporate donation. Well, I mean, it, huh. no, wait a minute. It can't, it has to, there, there are limits, but, but a person can get a, give an unlimited amount. So the big, the big donation that launched the libertarian was a flaming uh, left-wing Democrat. <laughs> whose donation launched the libertarian. So yeah, it, it could, it could happen, but, hmm. um, <clears throat> and it may be hard to know, but I think, um, I mean, if, if Trump, if Trump's viability because of all the legal things gets uh, harder, then people mm-hmm. might go, might go to RFK. <clears throat> but I think the whole point is, like, I don't think Ron DeSantis is that bad. But why, why would you vote for Ron DeSantis when you can vote for the real thing? Yeah. And, and I think the same thing is true with Trump supporters. Why would I vote for RFK when I can vote for the real thing? If, well, no, I think unless, it's going to be yeah. Go ahead. Unless something happens that that they can't vote for him. Huh. Well, it's going to be really yeah. Well, he needs Secret Service protection for one thing. That's another issue that you're uh, they're setting him up for. Uh, you know, I mean, you've, you've heard of you know getting rid of your opponents <laughs> by not giving him Secret Service protection. That uh, that might actually uh, be possible because there's always somebody that wants to get a Kennedy because there's sickos out there. Um, but uh, that's that's one of my concerns, is that 
you know, he gets, I'm sure he has his own private security, but Secret Service would be nice because they're kind of good at it. So not all the time, but most of the time. So we'll see. Anyway, that's, that's about it. That's all the stuff I had. Um, but uh, this is going all to right. be a very interesting week. Yeah, yeah. Lots to talk about next week, too. All right. Well, apparently, that, apparently the, the, uh, tr- the trial of the Trump organization starts today. Oh, it does. Which is oh. a whole nother nonsense. Is it televised? We've touched on can we catch huh? it on a network here? Oh, I'll take a look. We'll know. see. I'll go, I'll go check out the hearings now that, uh, of course, the Supreme Court's in session, Congress is in session. All the people that are up to, to get you are in session. That's pretty bad. Jonathan, thank you. Let's talk next week. All right. Thank you. Right. Goodbye. Take care now. Goodbye. So the only thing I played here uh, was my uh, was my book ad. And I actually meant to play our contact information. I kind of goofed on that, but that's okay. So now I'm going to play contact. is 10.05. Uh, it's we're a little bit over time, but that's okay. That sounds good. And I'll play a couple of uh, announcements, and then we'll do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow, I've got a special guest. Gene Valentino is coming on. Uh, Gene is a pilot, and we're going to talk aviation. We're going to talk about the FAA mosaic rule. Uh, it's going to be really interesting, I think, because I want to get back into flying, and it's just a question of time and money and all that kind of good stuff. So let me play our, our, our things here, and I'll see you all tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time, when we do it all again. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. 
Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, WYL, to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.